<laughs> you can't think of it. I just, I was trying I to just, catch you when you were like mid talk and just press record and you saw me press record. And no, then I didn't even know that's what you were doing. Oh no, your brain just of, froze. <laughs> I was thinking of, um, eight mile. Is it dirty mile? I mean, eight dirty mile. Mine? I mean, fuck. What's that movie with the chick that's in it. And then they're like in a bad school. Coolio. I used to rap Coolio, but that's because I used to think I was a gangster. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I was all going to rap him right now, and I'm like, I don't fucking know the words. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to spit some bars? You're going to freestyle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this oh. makes me want to be like, it does. But now I'd be like, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish, I, wish I, was I was a baller. baller. Something about a rabbit and a hat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Halfway through this, I'll be like, I'll start singing something. <laughs> Baby shark, do, 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 do. Do you no. want to do the intro? No. Okay, so oh, wait, welcome I back. Know, I don't know how to do the intro. <laughs> I'm on no. Wait, what do we do? I just imagine, like, if I asked you, would you want to do the intro? Like, how would you assume an intro goes? That like, I'll give you this. The title is Slob on the Pod. It's episode 45, and you're introducing yourself, so go. Okay, let's do <laughs> You could do a welcome back. Did you see back. how I just went, eh? Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, she didn't hear anything I said. Full disclosure, I've only had, like, three and a half hours of sleep, and I worked last night, so that's probably why I'm all, eh, That's good. Okay. That's how we I want most of our guests. This. Was Eric's mouth on this? Ugh. <laughs> his mustache and hair it's all yeah last person how was many eric girls were on this now just kidding i'm you're, on eric's mustache i'm talking about I'm you're three now oh oh okay that okay then He's i don't know his mustache on, i'm like yeah. we're gonna get a rapid test on that just one kidding, yeah. <laughs> i'll do it welcome back to uh, slob on the pod episode 45 and i have a oh, really shit, i'm 45 yeah episode 45 so that's like a good number shit, you want to try the intro again i, I cut you off Welcome back to the Slop on the Pod. I don't even know why I say it like that. Like if I'm like, what's up guys? Welcome back. Today we got a hot steamy video. Welcome back to episode 45, Slop on the Pod. We have Amber Garnica mm -hmm. in the house. Yes. I don't want to say in the building because last time I said that, it sounds stupid. So this welcome. This is a building though. You said, Eric said the same thing. <laughs> Fuck. Don't mention that guy on here. I'm trying to get more views Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> so welcome, Amber, to my Hi. podcast. Hi. Uh, you. You've always been someone that like, as soon as I started it, a lot of people were like, you need to get Amber. You need to get Amber. And oh. so, and you're one of like my favorite people that I never hang out with, <laughs> if that makes any sense. You've ever- Well, why I, don't you hang out with me if I'm your favorite person? I don't know. Uh, it's because you're too poor, You work right? a lot. You do, okay. Well. So for yeah. a lot of you guys don't know, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, she's pretty much like a, a superwoman, like hero. She's a nurse. She's a mom of two. Uh, she's the hun, the hun, the hun. <laughs> she's the, <laughs> she's the wife of Stephen Garnica. Oh yeah, I'm the honey. Uh, the okay. yeah, yeah yeah the owner. I'm the sugar mama of the cross. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you guys all think Stephen's bringing in the bank. It's really her. <laughs> no, it's not. She's the one supporting his dream. I'm actually, I'm actually pimping him out. So I'm yeah. trying to get him to be a stripper so we can like do more on the house. I'm like, you're gonna have to like start stripping. Yeah. He won't let me do it. So I'm like, you look, yo. If Give I some can't strip do it, classes at the gym. You, yeah, he won't let me do twerk classes there. <laughs> We that should money. be yeah it, it would money. it would and it help a lot of like relationships out because like i think that's like something that uh like like <laughs> you want to add some spice to your life like twerk for me twerk on his face yeah got it yes. <laughs> <laughs> i hate that i said that i know i'll Edit bleep it out. out i'll bleep it out <laughs> beep, beep. i know yeah. every every ep every uh two minutes you're just gonna hear beep beep and it's just amber saying like the raunchiest Fuck. stuff yeah <laughs> oh good there's another one i'm a labor and delivery nurse yes Oh, you are? Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah, but that's my like... Oh, okay. I had to check a lot of vaginas. So with that being said, and I like that you said that because I always just assume... It's very weird. The piece of shit in me just assumed like, oh, you just check temperatures. You do the thing where they, uh, you get the vital signs and then you're like, <laughs> oh, here, go to this room. Yeah. But no, you're like in it. Oh, yeah. You're like all... So like it. a labor and delivery nurse will do everything 
up until the baby like pretty much like that baby is almost coming out and then they come in and they like catch the baby i mean we have we i mean we talk to the doctors and stuff like hey this is what's going on but we get all of the information like Mm -hmm. all the stuff that's going on and we assess them and then we give that to the doctors and they tell us what to do and then we do it and then when the baby's about to come out well we push with them for a while and then um when it gets time for them to get closer to delivery, then we call the doctors in and they take all the glory. Wow. The that's, baby what, in. that's what I was thinking. I was like, they come in after you've done all the hard work, right. all the heavy lifting. It's like, oh, and then they come in for the picture. All right, here, back to you. Okay, so I tell everybody, like, uh, there's, like, these pictures that are, are at our work that's, like, what, like – like what the patients think we do and it's like us pulling out their their trays and being servants to them and then there's like what our family thinks we do like sitting there holding babies what we think we do and we're like running down the hallway (laughs) fast with super capes you know on um but yeah i'm pretty sure my family when i first started was like all you do is hold all the babies people don't want you holding their babies like it's it's weird right like no they like you hold their babies but i'm not in their room for like eight hours of my shift being like can i hold your baby that's weird that's yeah. like creepy vibes yeah yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure like as a mother like once you have your kid the first thing you want to do is hold your kid oh, the you, one thing that's been causing all that pain yeah you just want to squeeze it in well, your arms so it's like yeah sometimes yeah you'd be surprised some people are like are you gonna take the baby to the nursery so i can sleep and i'm like oh no no boo-boo. oh <laughs> no no you are keeping this baby right away you're like oh this is not gonna work out no 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 you are you're never sleeping again for the rest of your life i'm 36 <laughs> years old my mom doesn't sleep she still worries about me so oh, no. you're yeah, it's very you're never true. sleeping that's very true does isn't it weird how things switch and as you get older and your parents get older like you become the babysitter right is it that way with you guys because well, i feel like with me i'm i'm the one now crazy enough like i'll be home on a saturday night you know and then my mom will be like can you come pick me up from the club and it's like what are you doing out oh or like or she'll be like drinking and i'm like mom like are you good like and then it turns into like just please text me when you get home please like it turns into oh, that i haven't i don't have to babysit well my dad doesn't drink and my mom she works nights too she works in the same department as me so i get to work oh, with my mom that's cool yeah so it's cool but like um but like sometimes if she's mad at me then like like, th- then I still get in trouble at work. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that does kind of suck. They're like, your mom's the best. I'm like, yeah, she's not grounding you. Like, <laughs> that, Yeah, so I worked with my mom. She was, like, the manager. Sorry, mom. Uh, but, like, everyone was like, yeah, your mom's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, because she's your, like, she has to be nice. Otherwise, you guys can, like, write a complaint. Right. Like, once we get home, like, I get the shit. Right. And then it'll be, like, my so my mom, she's been working there for, like, I think 26 years, 27 years. I think she only has three more years to, to hit 30 years. And, um... When I started, she's like, Amber, you got to be professional. Look, there is nothing professional about me, okay? <laughs> if you know me, it's just like, I uh, am vulgar. I yeah. do. Last night, I was behind the chair because it was so chaotic at work. Last night, I was behind the chair, and they're like, what are you doing? And I was just like, on the bottom, just la, la, la. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm practicing. I'm practicing. I want to stretch out and see if I can do this stripper life. Because at this <laughs> point, that would be way less stress and way more money. Right, like, yeah. And they were like, oh, my God. So, like. Hello, Amber, not professional, right? Um, but, but. Um, They're like, we got a baby delivery. Can you please right, get okay. off the pole? In my defense, my baby was delivered. I had moved her and I, everything was okay. Okay. All right. Okay, I was getting right. my next patient. All okay. Right, right. On Full the record. Disclosure. On the record. I didn't have a, I, I, it was okay to be <laughs> twerking at that point. Um, and I was, if, if, and if we're going to go with technicalities, I was stretching. So I didn't pull anything at work. There you go. Okay. Let's just be honest. It gets crazy at so, work. So uh, my mom would be like, you need to call me Miss Hope at work. Because when we call, we're like, it's a vocera. And it's, so it's kind of like a walkie-talkie that you call. And it's like, okay. call Amber Garnica. And it'll be like, calling Amber Garnica. And it's, you know, like a microphone. So everybody hears everything. Okay. So when I call people, this is what they say. Amber, you're on speaker. 
I'm in a patient's room because I'll be like, yo, what's up, sexy? And they're like, no, 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 no. We're in a, we're in a patient's room. I'm like, oh, my. Amber's like okay. on the loudspeaker. That's like, the yo, first, y'all yeah. see that ugly ass baby in room six? No. <laughs> and they're just like, I would never see like, that. Amber. I know, but it'd just be so funny. But like, it's more like the names I call them or like, yo, I'm about to get a snack. You want to get some of this snack? You know, like just like dirty talk. Yeah. I work with nothing but girls, so it's okay. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. But um, I would call my mom and she'd be like, you need to call me Miss Hope because I'd be like, mom. Can I get baby papers to room 136? And she'd be like, Amber, you need to call me Miss she'll Hope. <laughs> not mom. No, she'll do it in front of me. She'll be like, oh. you, not mom. It's not professional. You need to be professional. So you can actually like get, instead of calling like, let's say you have a person, right? Um, instead of being like, hey, call Amber Garnica. You can push like, learn a name. And it'll be like, okay, spell the last name. You spell the last name. I don't know oh, why okay. I'm giving you the logistics of it. But no, this is cool then, because this is stuff that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, so then it'll be like, call Amber, call Amber. And you say it three times. And so then, like, let's say I, ha- I wanted to have a nickname, right? If I was like, call Sugar Nips. And it would be like, <laughs> call the RC, right? And every <laughs> RC that worked was Sugar Nips because that's what it's under. Oh, that's what it would be. Okay. So for my mom, I was like, hold, please. And she was like, what? And so in front of her, I'm like, learn a name. And she was like, what the heck? And oh. I was like, um, they're like, what name would you like to learn? And I was like, Hope Rosales. That's my mom's name, by the way. And um, <laughs> Shout out to Hope Rosales. And they were like, okay, say the name. And I'm like, mom, mom, my mom. And so anytime <laughs> I say, call my mom, call mom, call mom yeah. it says calling Hope Rosales. And she's like, mm. wow. so every time I'm in a room, I'm like, call my mom. And then she <laughs> like, comes in and she's like, Amber. That's got to be crazy. And, I, how and is I don't it? speak Spanish. So she had to translate for me one time. And she oh, was okay. so embarrassed because she's like, Amber, this is embarrassing that I had to translate for you. I'm like, not for me. You didn't you didn't teach me. So not for me. Exactly. And I went in the house. I went in the room and I was like, she's like, oh. and she was embarrassed because she had to translate for me. And I'm like, mom, they don't even know you're my mom. And I like smirked. She goes, you said no. mom. <laughs> and I said, hi, this is my mom. She's going to translate for me in Spanish. And they just kind of looked at her and looked at me and she goes, God damn it, Amber. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, you could just, I mean, you could just be like, oh no, that's her nickname. We call everyone her mom. Yeah. Like we call everyone mom. Uh, she's but mom. still, that's Can so Can we funny. just explain that that's, that's a dog, okay? That's not me all. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they know at this <laughs> the point. Audio, they see the pug. For the audio, yeah. you know, because it's like Amber's in the background all. <laughs> like, it just sounds weird. Okay, yeah, they're like, so oh, she's, she's, she's pretty tired from talking. <laughs> oh, she talks a lot, huh? Yeah. She's all winded. Yeah, exactly. I'm just no. getting started. I can go. Yeah, I know. You're going on pretty hot. Yeah. I, I, did I, well, I mentioned your full name, right? All right, cool, cool. I just want to make sure I get that out there. What's my full name? Amber. Amber Garnica. Oh, okay. Amber I thought you, I was like, do you guys have a name for me? What's your maiden of- name? Uh, now, um, can I ask? Yeah, okay, but it's okay. <laughs> super white. <laughs> um, Wilmer. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wilmer. Wilmer. Well, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty white name. <laughs> Amber, Amber Nicole Wilmer. It don't get no whiter than that. Oh, Nicole's a middle name. Yeah. Amber Nicole Garnica, ACG. That's dope. Yeah. So, Wilmer, though. That's, that's super white. That's super white. Is that from your mom it's or your my dad? my dad. Your dad, obviously. Duh. My mom's Ramon. Hopefully nobody wants to steal my identity. Now I'm giving out all my maiden names. Yeah. What's your social, by the way? Oh, that is actually. <laughs> so, so it's. Oh, cr- I, almost, I almost started it. I'm like, wow. I know, huh? Does yours start with a six? Just throwing um, that out there. No. Okay. Cool. But I'm from Texas, so mine's different. Oh, okay, okay. Does that so you'll I, never know. I, I have no idea how that fucking works. So let me ask you a question because you said like you were like, oh, I'm just, you know, saying crazy shit about like. Like that people probably don't want to know, but like it's true. Like, like I said, you to me were just like get the vitals and then go to that room. Yeah. But you do way more. So with that being said, um, have you ever had like a time where I've always wondered this? What happens to babies when the parents haven't found and figured out a name yet? What do you guys write? I don't know. I don't do that part. My mom does. Oh man, <laughs> I was really hoping. No. So okay. So if you you have twenty four hours to pick out a name, otherwise when it goes on the birth certificate, 
it doesn't have a name. It'll be baby boy or baby girl and the last name. And then <laughs> you have to go through a process, I I think, to get it changed. And yeah, don't quote sure. me on that. I'm not sure. But I, it's something like that. That's what they tell me. But I don't right. do the birth certificate part and all that. My the, the USR people do that. I don't know. And they'll ask me, too. They'll be like, oh, what do we do for this? And I'm like, uh. I don't really know paperwork stuff. You're like, I just, I just finger you and help the okay, baby come Okay, first off, let's not say it like that. <laughs> I also do postpartum stuff. Okay, like I help Ooh. with breastfeeding yeah. and I make sure they're not bleeding and I help like is make that, sure that baby's breathing. I don't uh, just... Is that tough? Like it's just like dealing with like other parents because you've gone through it yeah. twice, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and then like to, to see other parents go through it and you're just like, you're doing it wrong. Like um, and they're like brand new parents. It's, I think it... I think it's easier for me than other people who don't have kids because oh, okay. then you get the parents that are like, well, do you have any kids? And they're like, no. Well, what the hell are you telling me? Yeah, you yeah know that's I mean? very true. So yeah. for me, no. Um, I also, I, I breastfed my kids, but I bottle fed my kids. And um, I I worked. So like when they have issues like that or they, there's like the, like the emotional part of the nursing where they have questions or they're concerned or like a lot of ones are like, I, I want to breastfeed, but I'm going to go back to work in three weeks because that's what I have to do. Like, oh. how do I, you know, and, and talking to them about like, Hey, after my first one, I went back after three weeks. I get where you're coming from. Just no matter how you feed your baby, you're feeding your baby. It doesn't matter if you're breastfeeding, bottle feeding, tube feeding, whatever you have to do to get your baby fed is what you do. No. But I think there's so much pressure on moms to be a certain way that they feel they have all this extra pressure. Mm. So, um, I've also been like, I've had my baby without being an induction. And then I've been an induction where they have to help me go into labor. Oh, okay. So when I am in labor, I can explain that to my patients. Hey, like when they get really frustrated, Hey, I know this sucks. I've been there. Yeah. I know your frustration. That's good. So let me explain to you, like, this is how the A, B and C is working. And if, and if we try it this way, this is how this is going to go. And I wish I would have known this when I was going through this and this is, so then it helps out more than if I wasn't at all. Yeah. But then there's some amazing labor nurses that are not moms that I think they're better than me. So <laughs> yeah, it, I guess it just depends. But it, it does help though. Like you said, like when they ask like, well, do you have any kids? Like obviously they're like in a different state of mind. They're, mm -hmm. you know, tired, whatever. So they're probably like, what do you, like, who are you telling me? Like, do you even have kids? And you're like, actually I do. I have two. And they're like, oh, okay. Opposed to like someone that's, uh, you know, like a young, you know, yeah. fresh out, you know, nurse or whatever, fresh out of school. And they're just like, do you have any kids? It's like, no, it's like, all right, bitch, get out of here. Like, you don't know what I'm going through. Yeah. So it's, it's so it, the fact that you have that experience does help. But yeah, I, I can I can see where but there's you, like. So with COVID, it's a little different. There's not a lot of visitors. But before that, you would also have the mom or the grandma or the aunt or the cousin coming in, giving them everybody that's been through this shit, like how they should do that. Yeah. You're like okay, hold on, but let me, but here, this is how we do it. Or like, hey, this is what you need to do. I know, well, if she just does it like this or, oh, she doesn't have any milk. So she's, she needs a bottle. And I'm like, hold on. She literally delivered an hour ago. She has caught, like, this is okay. Mm. And then you have to like educate them, but it's because they've done it before. Or a lot of times it would be um, like the other people would take away from the patient's um, experience. Well, when I had my delivery, oh, when I was oh. pregnant, and then, then you have to like pull them back, hey, this is her experience. Yeah. And I think I was really naive too. When I went into nursing, I was like, I'm going to be a labor and delivery nurse. It's going to be amazing. Everybody's going to be so excited to have babies. It's going to be great. Yeah. And when I went into it, that's wrong. Yeah. Not everybody is happy to have a baby. Of course not. There are horrible situations. Mm. There are people, you know, on drugs trying to survive. Who knows their story, you know, and they get pregnant and you don't know their story, but you can't, you can't judge them and be like, Oh my God, she's in here again. She doesn't have any of custody of her kids, you know. And you she can, didn't even you, keep but the last you don't one. even know like yeah. how bad her life is that or why she's doing what she's doing just to survive, you know. And yeah. and 
that is really hard to do. Like to go from one room with a patient like that and then to go and have a patient who's on her seventh miscarriage who just wants a baby, but then you have somebody who can't keep their kids, you know? Um. And it's very frustrating and mentally draining to provide the same care for both of them without judging either one of them uh, yeah, it's and not so taking tough. one issue out and projecting that on another person. Well, at least you have your baby, okay? So, yeah. you know, and it's and that's it's a lot of nursing too. And I would tell Stephen, like, sometimes I would come home more mentally exhausted than physically exhausted. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then like, you have like, you know, like the babies who, who don't make it and stuff. And, and though that's really hard for the uh, parent too. And as well as on you guys, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. At the same time, like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't know if people get this, uh, like nurses or doctors mm -hmm. get the feeling where like, if there's something I could have done a little more, maybe the baby would have survived. Like, there's so much like, like well, when that happens. Well, sometimes they come in already like, hey, I haven't felt my baby move and the baby's been gone for oh, a while, that's you know? Yeah. And so that's hard for the parents and to have like continuity of care where they don't have a bunch of different nurses coming in. They will have the same nurse for the remainder of the time that they're there. So that way that same nurse is going in. And, but that's hard on that nurse too because oh, yeah. She's in there the whole time doing that, and emotionally, you're in, you're doing way more um, emotionally than actually physically, and that's draining too. Yeah, and and that's the thing. That's a good point you bring up. I've never even thought about that. The fact that like, uh, like say if I've been in the hospital and I have a nurse come in and she's super like, oh, how you doing? Super happy, and it's because like you know I'm in good spirits. I'm like getting better. So it's like. I don't realize like the next room she goes into is probably like a patient that's dying mm -hmm. or the next patient is someone that lost a baby mm -hmm. or the next patient is someone that, you know, like it, it's and crazy. You quickly have to change your yeah, emotions. Exactly. And it's very, very hard. You can go from one room where it's like, Oh, this kid, you know, uh, just got out of surgery. Everything's going great. He's going to go back home to his family. Everything's happy. Then you got to go into another room where like someone just passed away and you got to, deal with all that and it's well, like that's you gotta go from, I don't do that part, but yes, I, same thing. Yes. But yeah. I know, but like even, even mm -hmm. then, like just like, I, I, you just Even don't like think in the ER, like, like I'm sure that mentally, like nursing is very draining mentally. Oh. And then we have like long shifts and I work night shifts. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm a basket case in general. And then you put me on night shift, sleep deprived me and overload me on caffeine. And it's, <laughs> it's just how do you get through the nights? Is there certain like drinks, like energy drinks? Cause I feel like at some point energy drinks don't work. Coffee doesn't work. Well, like when I first can you just take cocaine? Okay, I don't. I think we could lose our boards for that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't do cocaine. Um, I do a lot of caffeine though. Um, but I remember I could chug a bang at six a.m. in the morning, getting off, and I could go to bed by seven thirty. Like that. Exactly. That yeah. is to the point where like I was having over a thousand milligrams of caffeine, and I was fine, and I would still be tired. And I was like, yeah. I need to switch this up. This is not good for me. And um, then I I switched to like um to Monday through Friday, six to three, working in the OR, and that was cool. But um, I did miss having a random Tuesday off to do all my laundry, to do all my stuff because I'm married to a Mexican. So pre-COVID, you know there's parties every weekend. You gotta get, <laughs> If you don't make it to every carne asada, you are in trouble. Why are you not here? I just saw you yesterday. You need to come to this one, though. This Very is true. It's Sunday. Yeah. You need to be at this carne asada. You know, or if you're not at a, every quinceanera wedding party, every cousin's birthday party, and, you know, they got a lot of kids. So Being a, a Mexican parties. is exhausting, right? right? From, I, I feel like it's from, like, September through March is, like, every fucking weekend. Don't even make plans. There's mm -hmm. something. And so um, I did. that was the one thing I didn't like is I felt like there was something every weekend, and I never got to catch up, and then I was rushing for the week. So, And um, and, and so, like, obviously, I feel like you and uh, Stephen have, like, a dynamic sort of. Being that a yin and yang, a calm yeah, and yeah, a wild. yeah, exactly. Right. And and so for a lot of you guys don't know, I actually want to go back to something real quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go when back me, to whatever you want. so when me and Amber first met, I didn't know anything really about you at all. All when I did we first meet, uh, I want to say the first time was at one of the uh, 
first Fridays at Cafecito. Oh, okay. And so I had known every, your guys' your guys' story about you know you, Steven, uh, Aiden, and stuff. So first time I meet you, uh, I say hi to everyone else, and then I say hi to you. And I say hi to you last just because you've been warned. it was the first time. So I'm like, oh, you've hey. been warned. They're like, yeah. hey, that's Amber. She talks. So make sure you talk to her last because she's not going to let you talk <laughs> not to anybody else. No, not even that. It was just like, I was like, well, I know everyone else. So I'm not just going to randomly like to this new girl, like for me. Hey, what's up? I'm Jordan. And so Steven was like, oh, this is my, this is Amber. And I was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And like, oh, so you're not going to give me a hug either? Like, don't. <laughs> and then she was like, she was like, don't you know my kid has cancer? Like, don't oh, you feel shit. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, feel sorry for me. And I was like, oh, oh I was like, and no, but no, no, hold on. Let, let me get to this real You're quick. You're making me sound horrible. No, no, it's not bad at all. It, and so like, it, and because of that, I've always been a person with like dark humor and like, and that's right, the best way right. to get through things. Okay. Yeah. And tell, so I, you have to have dark humor. If you're yes, a nurse, you have dark humor. And exactly. if you've been in a really dark spot, that is the only way out. The only it's cause it's like, you're not going to forget about it. So you might as well just like make fun of it and like just learn how to roll with the punches. So anyway, so she's like, <laughs> you're not going to give me a hug. Like, don't you know what my kid has cancer? Like, feel sorry for me. I'm like, oh, oh I was like, God. and in my head, I'm thinking like, she's just like me. Like, that's something I would have said. Like, don't you like, don't you, aren't you going to let me cut? You my kid has you cancer. Would've, you would have like <laughs> <took> an- <laughs> thrown him under the bus just to make him feel bad just for your own laugh. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like. Oh my goodness. Like, I think I met oh the female God, me. Like, I met my sister. And so, from that point on, like, it's always been like that with Amber. Like, anytime she's always been, like, a just, straight wait, up just, person. Just, just for Go. clarification, I don't say my kid has cancer for free shit. No, 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 okay. no. Yeah, I don't <laughs> use that to be like, feel sorry for me. Let me cut in Disneyland. Let me do No, I don't yeah. do that. It was just, I knew the kind of person you were. I had heard about you, like, oh, Jordan. Because yeah. they'd always be like, oh, you would love Jordan. You guys are like the same. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, Talk to this guy. Let's see what he can handle. I know. And she got me. I was like, oh, she wins. Jordan's speechless. Yes. Yeah. But so so from that point on, I was like, so it's cool because I, I haven't met a lot of people, especially since I was in the military. I had that type of humor yeah. coming out, uh, meeting friends now. And I try to do that. And they're just like, oh, I don't know. This they're like, crazy. they're like, like yo, the you're going to say that guy? out loud. And like, yeah. so then meeting someone that isn't even from the military, just that's just your personality. I'm like, oh, she's naturally like I this. I could have made it in the military. Yeah, I was like, this is dope. And so I was like, I can do my humor to her. You know, I can be like, yo, where's the cocaine? And she can be like, I'm not going to know. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone else know. is like, like, yo, keep it down. But like, no, Amber's in the back. Like, yeah, give him some cocaine. Like, it's so cool. So like from that point on, like I was just like this. And is- And just so we're aware, I don't do cocaine because you said it like five times. If you were gonna think, I I'm on know. cocaine right now, so I'm super hyped. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. on. I'm on four shots of espresso and Alani's. Okay. That's Shout out it. to our sponsor, Cocaine and Alani's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not a cocaine. But okay. yo, it's another thing. These Alani's. The best. Hard to find. And they're really good. They in their. Shout out to Daisy for telling her local liquor store. To restock on the to, corner. To stock them to, up. Hey, can you stock these? Because they don't sell them at liquor stores. So Avenue, I'm not even gonna tell you where it's at because then we're not gonna have. They're not gonna be gone. Uh, actually, and even shout out to Daisy. So. Excuse me. I hit up Steven and I was like, you know, your girl's tell me she will drink anything. What, what should I get her? And he was like, get her wine. And I'm like, I, I don't know. It seems fucking, too. Sometimes I like to be classy like and that. And so I was like, yeah, maybe that'd be cool. And I was like, who should I ask that like always drinks? I was like, Daisy. So I messaged <laughs> Daisy. I was like, hey, someone that always drinks and parties with her. Like, what do you think she prefers? So she was like, definitely this and definitely. That. I was like, okay, perfect. Aww. So shout out to shout out to Daisy for that. Yeah. yeah. Daisy was Aww, like. That's my boo yeah. right there. Yeah. Funny thing is I was friends with uh, Daisy's mom before Daisy. <laughs> I work with Daisy's mom. I love Daisy's mom. That's so funny. You and work then, with like a lot of moms. Well, in, I in am your, a mom. In cool. your field. Yeah, I know. I forget. That. You're so cool. Moms usually aren't cool. Thank you. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of cool, huh? 
but uh yeah no so so it's it's funny uh yeah shout out to daisy because i otherwise i was like i don't know what to do i was like gonna get white claws and then you were like get white claws get beer or no get beer, I, get... I said don't get whiskey whatever you do i'll drink anything with you just i should have got drink whiskey. whiskey i turn into a grenadine hulk yeah because it doesn't hit me right away so i'm all like Woo! and then all of a sudden i'm like fuck, <laughs> shut up and then, then i would have got a text from steven like what did you do yeah did i would have gone home and probably like try to pick a fight with him and then ask him to marry me and then you know weird shit it's like spilling water on gremlins right yeah like i will yeah <laughs> for sure that's what i turn into that's why i was like let's keep it mellow it's sunday mm -hmm. i still have to like get my kids up for school <laughs> that's very true yeah i know right that's right. another thing too so you're like i said you're, you are a mom right legit full-on mom two kids and everything on top of your crazy shifts Mm -hmm. How it like because you you don't have the the I'm guessing you don't have like a set schedule get off work oh I'm gonna go home take a nap I'm gonna rest and then I'll start my day I'm guessing you get home it's probably like you probably gotta get the kids ready for school like oh no how does that work like with, I have with, I have Steven there you go that's what I was getting at like so we are very lucky and fortunate because I actually work with people where they're like oh they have to switch shifts or they're like they have to get a cousin to come early so to stay with the kids while their husband goes to work and then um before Aiden got sick. Steven could go to the gym earlier in the daytime and the boys would be there by themselves for like two hours and then he would get home, get them ready. I would take them if I could or whatever. Because with my schedule, like it says 6.30 to 6.30, but the next shift doesn't even come in until 6.30. So we don't even get report and get out of there till like 7.30. So okay, it's, yeah. it's a 12 plus hour shift. Yeah. So like today I left at almost eight o'clock. So this morning. Mm -hmm. So then by the time I get home, whatever, take a shower. Oh my God, excuse You're me, good. did it's you hear that burp? Too. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Welcome, Amber, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till I fart. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, put the mic down. Yeah, like, let's just do it, like, all the way. Yeah, yeah. we'll do it. Steven's going to be, he's going to hate this podcast. <laughs> um, so. Like he got his, gets, he got his shine. It's your turn. Right. Um, so he, um, see, now I'm talking about Steven. I said he. So I'll go home and, like, today I'll sleep, like, three hours because I need to get up. I want to function with my kids. I want to go to bed early enough so I can get up with them tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So then tomorrow I'll get up with them, go to school, like take them to school and then maybe go to the gym. I don't know. Maybe he called, Steven calls me a professional Netflix watcher. So maybe I'll watch just Netflix and do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, um, on the day that I'm going to be off, I only sleep three, four hours at the most. Um, you try to take advantage of the time. Yeah. Off, and then yeah. when I do get off on regular shifts, it's like I get off at like eight in the, you know, I try to be in bed by nine and then I get up by two. Because then this is all during I, the day. Yeah. And Morning so to, I okay. go to bed at nine, try to get up by two. So what is that like five hours of sleep? Yeah. Five and a half hours of sleep. Your guess is and then I mine. would go pick up the boys from school, hang out with them. And then I'd go to work again that night. Oh, my goodness. So and it's, it's crazy because do, do you feel I mean, because you have kids, do you feel like you have to hang out with them? So I like night. Sh I do not like being a zombie to them and not um, sometimes I feel like I'm just going through the motions you're just when there I'm, but yeah. not interacting and i'm trying to inter yeah. in, interact with them you know we're cuddling on the couch we're doing those things but sometimes i feel like i'm not fully invested the way i want to be because i'm foggy the you know like on the three shifts in a row i'm working yeah. especially the first actual day off um but i see my kids more on night shift because i can pick them up from school i can be with them for like three hours before i go to work now when i work day shift I would go in at six in the morning before they're even up. Mm. And then I would get off at like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. I'd only get to see them for like an hour or so because then they're, then they're already getting ready for bed. And then I, they'd go to bed. And then, so in the three days that I worked, I saw maybe four or five hours. Oh, wow. So night shift, like if you ask parents, they see their kids more on night shift. They are just, 
full zombie mode. There's just like a, yeah. like a fog. You're just going through motions at it, that it's, point. Yeah, it's kind of like one of the, the other. You want to see them, but you're also like, whoa. Yeah. And then you're just kind of like going through the motions. Like, well, at least I'm here like yeah. with my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to, th- I just randomly, this thing just pops in my head yeah, as go this for goes. It. How do you feel about, because uh, I heard this on another podcast. If you ask me to? about cocaine, I'm going to be like, what the fuck, Jordan? <laughs> do you want some? No. Because you keep asking me. You keep bringing it up. you keep bringing it up. People are going to think I do that shit. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck? For the record, Amber doesn't do cocaine. This is natural, okay? Exactly. Natural Don't you guys night. wish you could be like, like, I, I wish people would be like, are you like on coke or something? Because it's like. Like you're just like so wired. It's like oh, no, no this is just me naturally. Yeah, yeah. But it's, are like, it's cool. It's a good thing. When I when I'm around you people, they're like, oh, that's just Amber. Yeah, so. it's like it's like a buff person. It's like it's almost a compliment when people are like, are you on steroids? It's like I'm not, but thank you. Yeah, <laughs> are you on I don't know if it I'm works. I'm not. I'm just this is all natural. What? Yeah, yeah, but thanks for the energy. Question: uh-huh. How do you feel about uh, girls just whipping out their titty and like breastfeeding in public, restaurants, anywhere? How do you feel? How about do that? you feel about pulling out a cheeseburger and feeding yourself? You do it to survive? I'm fine with it. Well, no. I, I have no problem with it. I right. mean, I'm a guy. Free the nipple. Right. Let me see some titties for free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Without feeling like a creep. But at the same time, like, because I've seen cases where, like, uh, people will. So, so I know what you're talking about. Have you seen the videos of where a girl, full cleavage, almost a nip popping out of her shirt, sitting down half naked, tiny shorts, butt cheeks out in the back, and they are okay to show everything, which it's okay, girls. You can show whatever you want. Yeah. But. Don't also make a woman feel bad because she's feeding her baby when you can't see anything but the top of her boob and you see just as much in That's a girl's shirt. That's very true. Yeah, so it's very I'm true. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, cause, uh, I know like that's a thing, but it, I, do you think at some point we'll get to that point where like, you'll I just think see... we're in cancel culture. So people are, this generation coming up is soft. Yeah. Fucking soft. When were you, when were you born? Um, 84. When? I was going to try to get, I was trying to stray away from that and be like, when did you graduate? I was but born I, in the 80s. <laughs> that's the, yeah, cool. So, yeah. okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, do you think it's a big change from that time to now? Yes. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, um, there's a lot of things that I try to coddle Aiden with and I'm like, oh, I feel like I get super soft about it too. Like, no, they can't do that. They can't do this. But, um, it's very important for them to learn. Like we, kids need to learn that it, you're, you're going to lose. Yes. And there is going to be, you. there is going to be failure there's no participation there, award. yeah uh i mean you can get a participation award but know that it's because you participated not because you went you yeah. ran you won you ran <laughs> you ran <laughs> you won um i i and that and that's not bad to you know i'm not trying to sound like a bitch or anything but no yeah. um i have learned raising my kids i have learned that i have coddled aiden the most because uh, you know we've talked about like how he has cancer um or had cancer he's in remission right now but he still gets chemo, but since he was 10 months old, he's had epilepsy. And I remember I'd be like, he can't pump his head. He can't do this. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, don't put him in these sports because he can't do this. And I would coddle him so much because I wanted to protect him. Yeah. But then I did. I wasn't making him strong enough for the world when I'm not here. Exactly. Like, what's he going to do? Mm-hmm. So he needs to know, like, you're going to lose. You're going to have failure. You probably won't get that that a job interview that just because you go to five you might not get all five jobs exactly. you you might not get this you might you're not going to get the best grade every time you're not going to you know and he needs to know that so that when that failure happens he can be like okay i knew this could happen but i'm going to work on this yeah and i'm going to do this because yeah. then they go in life and they're like oh this is the culture coming up this is the generation coming up like oh what do you mean i have to do this well yeah. aren't you just supposed to like 
you know, make my copyright? Aren't you just supposed to like give me the job? Aren't you just supposed to buy me the Xbox that I want? Yeah. No, bitch. Like you have to work <laughs> for that. Yeah. And that's that's like where what what it is. Um, I I want to give my kids everything, but I'm learning like they have to work for it too because. If I were to die, I mean, see, what are they going to do? They're going to think that everything is okay. That yeah. the people that are going to watch them after us are going to do those things for them too. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah this generation's coming up soft. With You're fucking soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking heard it. And I've been, and I've like, I feel like any type, anytime I talk to someone, that's like the main thing. But I don't like to seem like that old person, like back in my day, or like no, I like, you know what I feel like I do huh. that a lot. I'm like, you know, we never did that. We shit. never, we yeah. never. We and then I'm never. like, you know what? Maybe we did. Yeah. But it was different. It was different. We were just, yeah. uh, it was just, we, were, we got a different reaction to it. Right. I think that's what right. kind of fucked it up. But yeah, that's very true though. And and so with that being said, obviously with uh, Aiden and his cancer and stuff. So because you have two kids, one had cancer and one doesn't, mm -hmm. was it tough to, uh, was it tough to like, obviously Aiden needed more help and mm -hmm. more attention. Was it tough when the, uh, did the other one ever give you uh, like that? Like, hey, what about me? Yes. And how and did you have to just like Yes. describe like, hey, well, Aiden needs a little yes. bit more help. Like that's gotta be so tough. So we actually had to get a therapist involved too. And I had to come to the realization that like, hey, like Evan is involved in this just as much as Aiden. Exactly. Oh my god, I'm gonna get emotional. We have okay, toilet so paper right there. It's all ready for you. You have tissue, you have toilet paper? I had tissue. <laughs> my last guest used it all. Eric blowing his nose. Oh, I was like, who's your last guest, Eric? I'm just Fucking. kidding. No, he had like two, and uh, yeah, we ran out. I'm sorry. I'm not opposed to asking. I am not you. opposed to asking. Oh, what's um, yeah. But, um, so, I was so fixated. I feel like a bad mom when I talk about this. At any time, if I do anything or say anything. I'm, I don't can, care. I'll talk about whatever. Okay. Um, so, I, because I want people to know. I'm hoping that, like, my experience, like, helps somebody. That's why I wanted you Because, on. like, as much as, like, okay, I'm going to, like, me and Steven are all about PMA. Yes. Um, him more, like all positive. But I'm more like a realist. Shit does he'll be happen. like, he'll yeah. be like, oh, you're being a, you're, you're being so negative. You're being a pessimist. No, I'm being a realist. Yes. I want to be prepared for the bad and the good. And I want, and I'm a firm believer that you need to feel every single emotion. Those really bad, shitty emotions that you feel, the self worthlessness, the, the scared, the frightened, the, the, you know, the angry, the, everything that like the ones that like hurt your stomach where you're just like oh so frustrated you yes. need to feel those you exactly. like hold those in and you manifest them later on and project them onto something else or someone else because you weren't allowing yourself to feel that yes so i will say like i have um i i feel all those and i and i need steven to pull me out sometimes to be like hey i'm gonna let you feel this because i know it's very important to you to feel these horrible feelings but he's the one that like will pull me out and be like, okay, look, let's let's figure out why you're feeling like this. Like, what's going on that you feel like you need to be this sad or this whatever? Look at Aiden, he's doing great. Look at Evan, you know. And then he has to bring me back, like, oh, okay, let's count reasons why I, everything's good, you know. So when Aiden, and it took us a long time to to know each other's triggers when this stuff was going on. It took us a long time to learn who needed to be pulled out and when. So when this happened to Aiden, um, this was like. February 27th of 2019. So mm -hmm. this is like two and a half years ago. Two, yeah. I stayed with Aiden in Phoenix. And Steven came to Yuma with Evan. Because while our lives were flipped upside down, yeah. life still needed to go on. Evan exactly. still needed to go to school. While Aiden had to get out of jail free card from school, 
Evan didn't. And, you know, you don't take your kid to school. You go to jail. Uh, yeah. Right? So <laughs> yeah, that's very true. We got so much. Um, shout out to Ms. Valentine, though, at HLS. She's the most amazing principal ever. She, yeah. like bent over backwards doing stuff for us and she would be evan's little mom make sure he got a hug every day make sure he got a jacket had his water like all the teachers there knew what was going on and kept an eye on evan like made sure he needed nothing that's awesome and um and so steven needed to go back to the gym steven needed to i was no longer working so steven needed to hustle and make sure everything was taken care of like and you said he, time didn't stop yeah, so and you still he had to did that care. and i never not once had to worry like what's getting paid what's doing this there was money in the account for me and aiden when we were in phoenix and um i was with aiden 24 7 for nine months straight never not with him yeah. and um that was when we were in Phoenix and I saw the ugliest of the ugliest. Like the only two people that know like what really happened to Aiden is me and Steven. And there's stuff that's happened that even our parents don't even know. Like, of course, yeah. Because they would lose their mind if they knew how bad it really was. Yeah. Or how many times he could have died. Or, you know, watching Aiden be in so much pain that his eyes roll in the back of his head and then he sees because his body hurts so bad. Yeah. Or him screaming at us like, begging us in the middle of the night that to make it stop like he's done like i'm in so much pain i'm done make it stop like that takes you to a really 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 dark spot and so um i would see that like all the time and then i would see the really good stuff and then i'd be like oh okay so i would come out of it but i was so fixed on losing him that like i didn't pay attention to like evan because in my head oh my god evan's fine evan's with steven and everybody here like all of our friends and family like taking him to peter piper keep having play dates with him making sure he's at school doing fun stuff with him while we were in phoenix because those things it, you know aiden can't do aiden can't go to chuck e cheese aiden can't be around a lot of people um because of germs but evan's five it's not fair to keep evan I'm like a hand talker and this fucking thing is in my way. Um, yeah, I know. It kind of helps. <laughs> um, so like, it's not fair to keep him from not doing stuff. Um, and Steven was with him. So Steven, you know, saw how much Evan felt that way. I wasn't with him. So you for me, when he would come, I'd yeah. be like, Evan, and he'd be fine. But then there were so many times where we can't do that because of Aiden. We can't, Evan, Aiden can't do that. Aiden can't, and everything was Aiden, 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 Aiden. That's from all me. he heard. Yeah. And that's all Evan heard. And everything we did was was for Aiden. And, Based and, around Aiden. Yeah. yeah. And so that was really hard for um, me to comprehend because in my head, I'm like, Aiden, Aiden, we're here. Aiden's not even out of the clear. We don't even. He, and at this point, he wasn't in, in remission. We didn't even know what was going to happen. And um, he, you know, then he was in ICU. He was getting blood transfusions. And there was, a, you know, he was getting neurotoxicity. He had blood clots in his head. I had to carry him because he would pass out on me. And, um. And to me, it was like, Evan, you're fine. Aiden's dying. Like, I, I, I don't know how to help him. And, and that was the worst thing, too, is because I was a nurse. So there was so much more pressure on me because Stephen's family would be like, well, not even Stephen's family, like everybody like, hey, but you're a nurse. So it's OK. You know what you're doing? <laughs> like yeah. we said, I'm a vagina baby nurse. OK, like yeah. <laughs> I do with vaginas and babies. I am not an yeah. oncologist nurse. I don't know this stuff. Like and when you are a mom and you are a nurse, what, regardless if you're in any profession you do, when you're a mom and shit happens to your kid, you go into survival mode. Exactly. And when shit goes down, I, I I do it. But then there'll be times where the doctor would explain things to me. And it was like they knew I was a nurse and I would ask the dumbest questions, like simple questions. And they would just kind of look at me and I'm like, like I don't know, you work here? Yeah. And <laughs> like, I'm like, Ma, 
I know this sounds, my brain is mush right now. I'm exactly. so like stressed out and I'm so scared that I can't even comprehend what you're telling me. You're still trying to comprehend yeah. the fact that your young son has cancer yeah. and like they're trying to throw this other shit. You're like, can you like layman terms? Like, yeah. talk to me it's like, like you're talking to like pregnancy. a five year You know, like when, you know, they're like, oh, don't have sex because you're getting pregnant. You're like, that'll never happen to me. That's like me. Like, oh, my kid's never going to get cancer, you know? Exactly. And then he does. Everyone thinks that. And so, it's the worst case scenario. Yeah. So for me, all I saw was Aiden dying and everybody else was healthy. And I'm like, you guys. And Stephen would be like, hey, what about Evan? Hey, what about this? Or hey, Aiden's fine. I'm like, he's not fine. He's fine right now. But what, it, what in two hours? He's, he's going to yeah. be in pain. I've seen him be fine. And then in four hours later, be in ICU because now he's super sick, you know. And but I saw that and Stephen didn't. So he would be like, hey, chill. Like, we need to focus on Evan, too. And I'm like, but he's alive. He's fine. Look, at he's running around. And I remember one time Evan told me, I wish I got cancer so you could be with me, too. And I was like, oh, oh that's fuck. Yeah, I know. So before Aiden oh. started, Evan started um, first grade. We were back for like a, a week or so in, in Yuma before he Aiden was going to do chemo again. And um, we were outside at the neighbor's house and I was checking the mail and Evan was jumped. You know, Evan, he fucking yeah. he jumped off a rock. He slammed his head on the cement like he jumped off the rock. But his, I don't know what happened. Something happened with his foot. And he busted his he, head open. No, he hit his head and it, you could hear it like so that where we used to live, the mailboxes were on the corner and our neighbor's house was right at the corner. And we used to always hang out there. And um. All I heard was Amber and I like ran and all of a sudden Evan was seizing Oh, and he shit. hit his head so bad. He, he was seizing. So we called the ambulance. So here I am going and mind you, we're a frequent flyer at the ambulance because why my kid has cancer. So we're there. Like, oh, hey, what up, so, Amber? Yeah. So then I come in <laughs> with my other kid who is now in the ambulance with a big bump on his head. I was like, CPS is getting fucking called. Right. Like, I know. You can't keep your kid from getting cancer and your other kid hit his like fell on the cement. What did you do? And I'm like, yeah. Oh my god! I was like this, oh shit, oh shit, yeah. like trying to hide my face. And um, Evan told me he goes, and I was there with him. And then you know he, I was talking to the ambulance people, I was talking to the nurses, and Evan got full view of like what I was doing. Oh, cause like I was like, okay, we're gonna put this like this. Okay, how about you turn like this? I'm gonna get you comfortable. Don't do this. Turn the light off because you're, you know. And I'm talking to him, and he goes, I see now why you're with Bubba. And I was like, and that's what he calls Aiden. They call each other Bubba. Oh. And um. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, because I'm really scared and you're here and that makes me feel good. He goes, now I see why you're with, with Bubba. And I'm like, You oh. make him feel safe. Yeah. So like at that point, Evan got it. But then Evan is still like very. Um, he's, he's still a kid. Yes. Yes. And when Aiden first got diagnosed, me and Stephen were both up there. And Aiden would, Evan would get bounced around from, from my sister-in-law's house to my mom's house to whatever family member could watch him while we were gone. Right. Yeah. Pick him up, drop him off, do all this. Evan would get so stressed out, he would throw up. And so at a recent, young age. Yeah. And so recent. Down. So he talks to a therapist at PCH and it's the same one that works with the family that works with Aiden. Um, and she's amazing. And and I think like she's opened our eyes to a lot of things that we wouldn't have never thought about. Um, and that's helped me and Steven because people with kids with chronic conditions, um, not even just cancer, but like his epilepsy and those kinds of things like um, most people get divorced. Most people that have a severely sick kid get divorced. They separate. It's too much stress. One There's parent, so much stuff. Yeah. One parent blames another parent or like Steven views things differently than I view things. He's like, hey, pay attention to Evan. He's here. And I'm like, our kid's dying. Why? Do, what don't you see about that? But Steven, you know, like the priorities we have are to different. like pull each other back and be like, yeah. look at the grant. Look at this is what's happening. And so um, she would open our eyes to that. And and we would be like, OK, then we would know how to like talk to each other or what to do or how to help each other. So she's seeing Evan now because Evan has this, uh, he's, he has like PTSD 
is what she called it, um, related to separation anxiety. So right now, okay. like Evan cannot not be with, cannot not be with me or Steven. And if he's not with one of us, Aiden has to be with him wherever he's at. Or he will FaceTime us. Like there's been times I'm at work and he will be on FaceTime, on mute, but in my pocket. Just you know? to, to feel right. that he's near so his mom. He, you, because um, he... Like not in my like I'll leave him on the counter like whatever he's on mute he just needs to see me and it's usually it's usually like not even that long it's like while I'm waiting to like get report like when we're waiting for the person to come in and say hey okay tonight's gonna go great blah 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 and then you know <laughs> by then Steven's home yeah um when Aiden was in the ICU this last time he was staying with um with Steven's mom and Daisy in the hotel and I had to be on Facetime with him the entire night even while we were sleeping because he wasn't with me or Steven and Aiden was in the hospital. And so he will panic. He will call us. He will multiple times. Like yesterday I was just cleaning the house and he, every time I changed a room, he went in that room and uh, he, okay. and it's just, he's afraid that nobody is going to pick him up. He's going to be abandoned. Like he's going to be alone. And it, and it's just like rooting back to what happened two years ago. And I told the therapist, I'm like, but this was like two years ago. She's like, no, this is when it starts to come out. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And he's just got to like verbalize this. So we have to like acknowledge it. That's why when I was like, Hey, he loves pugs. Can I bring him whatever? And you're like, yeah. And then when I told him, I didn't know the doors were going to be open. He was like, what do you mean? I'm going to be in another room. Wait, what do you mean? The doors are going to oh, close. And yeah. he like panicked. He was crying. You should just he, them. Yeah, yeah. He was like, Oh, forget that. I'm going to stay with dad then. Yeah. Because if it's, at least he's near if someone, if he knows I'm there, for sure. he's like full blown, like mama's boy. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, no. I mean, like I said, that you could have brought him. I know. And I, like I said, from Steven, he told me that he's a huge pug fan. And the fact that you guys don't have pugs is crazy. Right. But, well, we have uh, three dogs. So. Yeah, I know. Like I and told you, two need to die or we need to, they need to adopt <laughs> Two need them. to die. So two can be for sale so we can get a pug for Evan. Please someone adopt these dogs or they're going to murder these dogs. I'm going to murder. Oh my God. That would make Evan's anxiety so much worse. No, but then you bring him a pug and then he feels better. <laughs> If he knew, no, I told you like he'll freak out if somebody else runs over a cat and tell it's been him, mutilated in the road. He would he still freaks out. Uh, just tell him like you went to a ranch or something to run with a bunch of other happy dogs. I don't know. Do the do the parent thing where you no, lie to your will, kid. Oh, do the. I'm all, I'm all shocked. I'm like, what? No. I know, right? What? Hey, no. our kids still think that Chuck E. Cheese is closed due to COVID, so it's fine. What? <laughs> I'm serious. They're like, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese yet? It's closed. I told you, COVID. It's closed. Why are the lights on? Because they have to disinfect it. <laughs> do you, and he's do you like, just like close, close, cover their eyes when you pass by the mall. No, like, they're I, like, wait, why are people going in? I'm like, I don't know. Those people probably have COVID too. Yeah, they're probably cleaning out the COVID of. The I'm like, they're not <laughs> going in there. Wait, the why is Target open? Because targets yeah, it's a, so funny because you're a legend okay your sponsor me target <laughs> oh yeah you look like you work at target by the way you just right? need the khaki pants god damn it yo shout out okay. to target though target's right? the spot he's but actually no. american eagle so yeah fuck no. american eagle oh, I love american eagle. i'm sorry when they i was make in, curvy jeans so you know oh okay girls got hips when i was in high school all the like super beans all the beaners were like american eagle aeropostale hollister so oh you're hella young because we didn't have american eagle when i was um in high school yeah, I, I know. Like, you, the only thing we had was Factory to You, Mervyn. We had Factory to You by Miller's Peter Outpost. Piper. Miller's Outpost with the little houses all around the, the... Do you remember that? I don't know why. That's the one thing I remember, Miller's Outpost. On the top, so, like, if you looked, like, on the walls, on the very, like, near the, the ceiling, they had, like, miniature houses. Oh, I never saw that. Really? That was... Uh, if anyone's listening... I, last time I was at CrossFit years ago, <laughs> I was talking to, like, some older guy, and he was... And I said, I was like, oh, the the place with the houses on top? He looked at me, he was like... And I was like, yeah! He's like, he's like you know... 
Miller's Outpost. I know it all. Factory to well, you. I know it all. Miller's Outpost. I'm old, but I'm not. I'm young, but not that old. Huh? Miller's Outpost is where the gym is now. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. There was little houses on there. Yes, I'm telling you. If anyone's listening, anyone, <laughs> gonna, they're gonna I'm bring gonna it Google up. Google old pictures of it. If, it has to be the Yuma one. I don't know. I don't know if Miller Outpost was like a, like a. I think it was like a chain. I really? Know. I thought it was a Yuma thing. When I was growing up, every, anything I well, saw in Miller's my Outpost town. Well, because Miller's Outpost turned turned to like, I'm all don't watch me right now. Ah, turned to Anchor Blue, right? Yes. And then that was the final touch. And then I don't know. After that, I don't know. Thanks, Daisy. <laughs> <Sheesh>. hey. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wait. But yeah. So wait, what uh, talking about? I'm going to take a real quick break. Wait, you got to pee? I got to pee really hard. I'm telling you, real quick. I was super nervous for you coming on. Like, Why? I don't think I've ever been this nervous with any guest. Just because. I didn't make you cry yet. You said I'd probably make you cry. I mean, you haven't cried yet. I'm trying hard not to. Oh, you, I see. You know what? No, no toilet paper? Toilet paper. <laughs> I know. Even Sida was like, I'm going to go buy her some a, t- a nice tissue box. I'm like, no, I no. think it'd be funnier if it's toilet paper. I think it's toilet She's trashy. Fine. It's trashy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Hey, Steven, please don't beat me up. He loves trashy. I know. Hey, trash. the trashier, the better. Right. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you slept until 3 p.m.? No, 11 oh, a.m. That's, that's still pretty late. It's, well, yeah, but I had to work that night, so it was fine. Oh, okay, I didn't okay, take okay. a nap, and then I just stayed up. My oh, kids are self-sufficient. They can get themselves cereal. That's very true. And they <laughs> come in the bed with me, and they'll watch TV while I'm sleeping, so it's fine. Oh, okay. So you're still, like, noise and, and like, the kids running around while you just get your sleep. Yeah. Are you a light sleeper? Um, I always ask this. I always wondered this with people being yes. parents. Yes, I am. Like, okay. I... Yeah. Steven's not. He can he can lay down and be asleep in four minutes. Me, I toss and turn, and I think about, like, all the shit that could happen that night, tomorrow, and in five years. And then I'm like, eh. and then that, it takes me like an hour to fall asleep. And then um, I toss and turn. I get up like multiple times to check to see if the kids are breathing. I know. Crazy. Oh, but still? yeah, but <laughs> that's just something I've always done since even Aiden was like 10 months old. I'm like, oh, my God, what if he has a seizure in his sleep? Yeah. And so I would. Uh, you guys don't have uh, machines or yeah, like yeah, a yeah, watch? Yeah, we do now. Yeah. We have a watch that monitors it and it'll send an alert to me and Steven. But um, if he aggressively washes his hands or puts sanitizer on, he likes to go like this. Like, a, I'm like, you don't get to do so aggressive. Uh, He's like, I'm killing the germs. Yeah, he'll like, <laughs> s- like send it off or um, like at school, he likes to do this and it'll, I'll get an alert. And then I don't know if you watch my Instagram stories, you know, I, I out watch your Instagram stories where I'm like, I can't find him. Yes, I just, you guys, I can't find him. Because I'm like trying yeah. to get Centennial like to <laughs> go run him down that happened to get on Friday. They're like, no, he's in music class. Chill, he's fine. Oh, no. They were like, um, it's actually fun Friday. I think he's outside dancing. I'm like, can somebody have eyes on him? Call me back. Send me a live he's feed. He's not responding to my calls. And they're like, uh, okay. And so, then the, the nurse gets him and is like, he's fine. Do you want to talk to him? He's like, mom, I'm fine. Can uh, I go back yeah. to class? I'm like, yeah. Can you be, not move be, your hand so much? <laughs> can you not just be so antsy? Right. Because of Aiden's uh, like circumstances, um, do uh, does like he have to get like extra watch? Like, there's like, like they, like the like teachers. Like, he has an IEP plan. So, they, he has like a, a individualized education plan. And then he has a healthcare plan as far as like for the school. Yeah. So, like, he gets when you, extra when help. When the parents aren't around. Yeah. So, yeah. he gets extra help in school because of the medications he's on, things that he's going. He needs extra help, like, just kind of like retaining it. So, okay. you got to think of it like, um, so, like, we give him medication, right? Like, for seizures to slow his brain down so that it doesn't spit fire off electricity right your brain's full of electricity to cause seizures right mm-hmm. but then you're you need him like you're in class come on speed up think about this think about this that's and it's true, like yeah. 
What's okay. two plus two? And then it's like, yeah. yeah and like, he's yeah. like, oh. And then there's these things called apps and seizures. Now they're really hard to ca capture. Like we've we've had them monitored for him, and they put this, you know, like long avatar like leads on him and stuff. Um, All the suction cup. But on his yeah, <laughs> but it's like um, unless he's actually stimulated through school, how do we know if he's getting them? And it's things like pin rolling with his hands, lip smacking with the teeth, like the lips. Um, and then like you can tell when they're having one is like when it looks like they're daydreaming, but you snap your fingers or call their name and they don't snap out of it. You know, like if I was daydreaming, I'm like, hey, what? Yeah. Well, I could be like Aiden. And if he doesn't he's like look still, at me, yeah. then he's having like an absence seizure. And those can last anywhere from like five to 15 seconds. They're not even that long. And um, but you got to think of it like a dropped call, like. You're talking to somebody, you get a call dropped oh. in a tunnel, and then it comes back on, and you're like, oh, did you? So, okay, so you're going to meet me there, right? And you're they like, just wait, where, I mean, you where? So they black out for yeah, a Yeah, so, or it's like, you know, he's there in math, and he's there for how to solve a problem, right? And he's there for A, B, Mrs. C, D. He's there for, you know, yeah. the rest of them. And he's, yeah, I'm like, what's, what's after D? <laughs> I know, I saw your face. I'm all, I got X, Y, Z. I got um, you. So, <laughs> I was lost. You're so, like three, four. Um, so then he he lost two steps, and then he's trying to go from A to B to E with what he knows. And we're like, wait, you're missing the other. You're part. missing the middle. Yeah. So he has a plan with people there, and he like they like help uh, him like catch up or go be on his level. His spot, yeah. Um, and then there's the healthcare plan as far as like um, he can't go to the bathroom by himself. Like, I know he's in eighth grade and he's thirteen. Like he goes, but it's more like they give him enough time to see. Like, oh, okay, he's just going to the bathroom. It shouldn't take him more than, like, three to four minutes, five minutes. Um, or they have, like, a buddy system when he was in elementary school. Someone um, those kinds him. of things. Um, so he has, like, a whole, like, plan. And now... Um, and now, that's very hard to, like, let somebody else have control of him that's when I'm gonna, not there. Exactly. It's very hard. And so and so he's, what, 13, correct? Mm -hmm. He'll be 14 in October. So he's in his teenage where he should be, like, I'm going to I'm gonna be a grown-up. Like, that's what he's thinking, probably. Yeah. So... With all this extra help, does he does he does he like get annoyed by it? Yeah. Like, why do I need this? And um, then you guys have to constantly remind him. Like, when we'll he remember. was younger, I was like, man, he's gonna eventually realize. At first, he was like, oh, I'm going to resource. Oh, I'm going this because in elementary they pull you out of class and then they take you in and you're with other kids, kind of similar to like where you're at, and they they do it with you there with and all the kids that are similar. yeah and so uh -huh. he but they'd give him goldfish and then oh you got it right here's a goldfish here's something so and so cool. he thought it was cool yeah but then when he got to like fifth and sixth i was like he's gonna know it's different it's not what but the normal kids are doing then when he went to junior high they don't call it like resource they call it sped ed like special ed i'm like I've oh my god yeah. yeah because all i think of is like 80s movies where he's gonna be in like this specially handicapped classrooms and he's higher functioning like he's not special ed but he's you know just needs a little bit extra help and he's gonna be in these classrooms and i'm like uh wait what yeah and not that that's bad but like um that's just not where he's at he yeah. just needs a little bit extra help but nowadays they don't do that you're not segregated like that it's more like integrated so he he is co-taught there is a there's teachers in the class that teach it and then there's the the sped teachers and the resource teachers that are in his class and they are learning what they're doing. They are teaching with the teachers, so nobody knows that it's like separate. Okay. And then, so like for first and second period, it's English, and then in second period, he goes to they they separate, and then oh. they break it down more, and then it goes it goes like that. Same thing for math. Oh, okay. So at this point, it's just like and it's it's co it's it's integrated. So like he he um, it he doesn't see that it's it's different. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they, they kind of... the kids... It doesn't make the kids feel different. So that's yeah. cool. At first, I was like, what do you mean special ed? Oh, my God. <sighs> I know, right? And then... Because yeah. <laughs> I just go back to all the, like, 80s movies and well, yeah, that and have it like that. Yeah. And um, 
like back in the day, it was like your your kid was either normal or had special ed. Yeah, or like was, any, was a special any, ed class or normal class. Any type of special needs or yeah. learning disabilities, dyslexia, or whatever they were categorized. Yeah, in dyslexia like was the one. severely special yeah. ed uh, classes, and then they didn't even. It was like they fell between the cracks. They didn't even get the help they needed because mm-hmm. um, they were like higher learning than the other ones, but they were not as high as the where they should be. Um, so, yeah, he gets help that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just didn't know if like I, I would feel like in time it'd just be like like leave me alone. Like especially now that oh. he's in remission. Yeah, I feel he like gets he, like that right now. He wants yeah. to go and like do shit with his friends and like go to get air and he wants to have a girlfriend and all this. And I'm like, mm, you can't get a girl COVID. And two, <laughs> you're not going to get air without me because I need to make sure that you're not going to have a seizure. And he hates that. Like he yeah. went bowling the other day, uh, like maybe two, three weeks ago um, with. Well, she's a teacher at HLS, but she she was like, hey, and her son is in the same grade as Aiden. They've been in the same classes um, on and off since they went to the same school for like six years at HLS. Okay. And so she was like, hey, we're uh, we're taking my son and another friend. Does Aiden want to come? We'd love to have him. I'm like, okay. And I said, okay. But inside I was like, fuck. You're like, I can I go? <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I was like, maybe I should take Evan and we could be like four lanes down and we'll just watch him. Just at a and distance, yeah. Aiden, so it was supposed to be on Saturday. I showed up with him on Friday. I didn't read the flyer right. I didn't read the text right. And I'm like, I'm here. And she's like, wait, it's tomorrow. I'm like, fuck. Shit. So, but he was so excited when he got off of school. He Aww. took a shower. He got all dressed because you know awesome. he was he didn't have to wear a uniform because he wears a uniform to school. Oh, so, that sucks. Yeah, so he got ready. He's like, "What shoes do you think I should wear?" I'm so excited, and he was so stoked to do something without me. Oh, <laughs> and is, that's hard. I don't as, let him. Yeah, that's hard. And for Stephen's you like, as "Let him do it. Let him do this." Like one time, Stephen let him go to the movies. Oh, when I was at work um, with another f- two friends, and I lost my shit. I was like. What if you somebody like, steals yeah. them? What if they're getting, you know, raped? They're getting sex trafficked? What if somebody offers them drugs? What if they get, oh, you so know? You're, you're thinking yeah. like normal oh, parent, not like even, his seizures. I don't you're even thinking think normal parents think that. I automatically am like, oh my god, he's so beautiful. They're gonna like, they're gonna like take him for sex trafficking and like rape yeah. him and all this stuff. And he would go for high price. He's got a pretty <laughs> mouth, you know. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, like. <laughs> You know, he's got Steven's mouth. Steven has pretty lips. So I'm like, you know, like this. this he's a cute kid. He's got a beautiful mouth. <laughs> All the rapists are going to want him. Right? Oh, I'm God. like, shit. And so You're I'm like, you know, uh, like they would still Steven and they would still Aiden. They would give me and Evan back because we would just talk too much. <laughs> You've seen those TikTok videos where they're like, so is this where you guys come? Oh, da, da, da. oh yeah, okay, where's what? the candy? And yeah. it's like, kid, so get out videos, of here. Yeah. And then they're like, we're giving you back. And yeah, that would be me and Evan. They would be like giving us back. I'd be like, no, you don't want to sell me? What the? fuck yeah, you, you know you don't have candy like you promised right. where are the so, puppies <laughs> so um that would be my fear oh, okay. but i watched a lot of criminal minds when i was younger so like i think that fucked me up i just assume there's serial killers on every corner yeah. and everybody wants to rape us so let me ask you <laughs> everybody wants to any anyone anytime there's a kid walking alone it's like he's probably somebody, gonna get raped yeah somebody talks to me like are you gonna rape me i got that birdie <laughs> alarm for me and my nieces because they're moving closer to the bay uh my sister's in the navy so they're moving to uh, oh cool Lehman, Lawman, uh, I don't know what it's called. No, I don't know. Don't quote me on it. Don't judge me. Um, But it's like this alarm you pull and it flashes like this giant LED light. Yeah. And then it sends off this loud alarm. Like screech or something. Yeah. um, Because they're 18 and 17. One just graduated. One's going to a new high school. It's on base, you know, and, um, and, um, you know, I don't know. Nobody will probably take me, but you know, you never know. After I know. walking to a parking garage <laughs> at eight thirty in the morning, somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm taking, ah, pull my birdie <laughs> out and like do my alarm." But um, 
yeah i like panic about stuff like that all the time like somebody talks to me like what do you want to rape me no ah and then i'm like <laughs> trying to like get in my car you're They're like, like ma'am you we just wanted to tell you your gas light thing is out your things open oh yeah thank you close it <laughs> well, get away from me pervert. so you don't want to rape me yeah <laughs> then you get all sad then i'm mad you're like oh man yeah fucking assholes um before you had so, uh when was how old were you when you had aiden um i was 22 so before that did you so the way you are now as a parent did you like were you like i'm never gonna be like that parent or i'm never gonna mm-hmm. treat my kid like this were yeah. you like that Mm-hmm. And now so you're like, I didn't even want kids. Oh, really? <laughs> Mother of the year. I didn't even want kids. I don't think anyone ever wants kids. No, well, my <laughs> sister, my sister's a year older than me. Uh-huh. Um, two years by, by like grades, but mm-hmm. a year older. Um, cause my birthday's late. And, um, when's your birthday? November. November. November 24th. We, we're trying to get that. My maiden name. We're trying to get my social. At the end, I'll be, I'll get the social. One more drink and I'll get the social. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So she had, she joined the Navy when she was 17, mm-hmm. had a baby when she was 18. So when she would go on deployments and stuff, we, we, my mom would watch the, she, they pretty much lived with us, the, yeah. the two older ones. Um, and so I had to, I was, I had to babysit them and I was like, I was junior, senior year in high school, first year in college. And I was like, Oh my God, like I'm babysitting newborns and one and two year olds. And I was like, I don't ever, ever want kids. Yeah. And then I remember like, Growing up, like things they would do, I'd be like, I'd never let my kids do that. I'd never, you know what? Don't ever fucking say that because it's karma. Mm-hmm. It is karma because you say that and you know what's going to happen? Your kids are going to do that same thing. And that thing you said you're not going to do, you're going to do. <laughs> Guarantee it. Yeah. Right. So do, do you wish, do you, are you guys done with kids? Yes. Two and done? Mm-hmm. So did you yeah. guys kind of wish you had a girl? So <laughs> we were trying and then Aiden got sick and we both said no. Oh, okay. Um, because we saw another another family um, that that's kid had cancer, mm-hmm. and um, they she, her she had another daughter that was they had two older boys, and the baby had cancer, and then they had a baby that was seven months old, and we saw how much she didn't even see that baby because she was with the other one, and that's literally what happened to Evan, but Evan was five, you know, mm-hmm. and um, to see how much Evan was i don't want to say neglected but like was and i don't even want to say pushed to the side because i feel shitty but that's pretty much what happened but like, it's what happened yeah aiden was like first pr- number one priority at that point and that's shitty to say but like survival mode you know exactly yeah and um and that's the thing. that it wouldn't have been fair yeah. mm-hmm. and at the time it was like okay amber you're doing all this and you're learning shit that you don't even know about and you're i'm researching stuff and how do we do this and how do we do that and there would be things that i'd be like hey he takes this medication for epilepsy, but I was reading up on it and it mixes really bad with this. Maybe that's why he's having these symptoms. Side and they're effects, like, oh, yeah. you know, because they're oncologists. They don't work with, you know, a lot of neuro kids. Like, and they said they're like, Aiden's a mystery to us because he has epilepsy and it's very rare that you have epilepsy with leukemia. And it, it makes it difficult because there's two, uh, there is two chemos they had to take out, which lowers his survival rate so you know if his survival rate's like 80 and we have to take it out he's jumped down like 12 points yeah of his survival rate yeah, yeah. so that's a lot and um and the last thing one time they gave difficult. him then it was like yeah. one round they gave him this chemo and they're like oh my god he could have volatile deadly seizures with this and if you have epilepsy and we gave it to him and luckily he was fine um there were a lot of really bad side effects that week but yeah. um not the really bad ones that they were thinking and so um 
with him, he gets a lot of really bad side effects, a lot of neurotoxicity. So there are things where I'm like, hey, I know you don't think it's a big deal, but I want to try to take, can we try to take this out or can we try to not do this? Because, and then he was good. And I'm like, oh, his hand trimmers aren't as bad. And yeah. so. It was like taking the good yeah, with the so bad. Yeah, so it was like, I, if I had another kid, I would have, you know, that's a newborn. That baby needs me and I would have breastfed and I would have done this. Or would I not have, would I have just given the baby to Steven so I could take care of Aiden? Because in my mind, I, I have to be there to make sure it's done right. Mm -hmm. But Steven's fully capable of doing it. But in my head, if I don't have eyes and hands on him, I feel like he's he's going to die. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. He's not, but I don't know how to give control over to somebody else. I get you, yeah. It, it, I mean, I don't know if it's the same thing, but it's like if, you know, it's like if you clean up the house or like Steven cleans the house, it's like, well, I, it's only fully clean unless I do it. Right. He same just thing. picks up. Exactly. Yeah. Same mm -hmm. thing with with the kid. It's like, uh, you know, it's like Steven can take over and he can do it, but it's like, but he's not going to do what I can do. Right. He's, it's he taken can't. a lot for him to like when we would go to chemo, I took him every time. I mm -hmm. took him to chemo. I took him to radiation. I took him to all the LPs where they would uh, put chemo in his back and I did them all. And Stephen was like, well, I know you're not going to let me go. And I'm like, I, I mean, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. But like this last year, Stephen has taken him to more chemo than I have. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard. It's not as hard now, but in the beginning, I'd be like, FaceTime me, call me, what are his numbers? Da, da, da. How many times did they poke him? How Any many, questions? You know? yeah, yeah. Let me know. Yeah. And then I, and it was to the point where the doctor would be like, okay, I'm in here, you know, to talk. And then she would call me. Oh, okay. To be like, okay, Amber, I know you want to know. So we then, did all this. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, I'd send him with a list of questions. Like, okay, make sure you ask for this, you know, in the text. Ask this, 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 and this. And ask her if we should do this. Should we take this out? Should we do this? And, um, and I mean, Steven's fucking kick-ass. He, like, does it. He's yeah. like, you, you don't trust me. I'm like, I do trust you. I just don't trust my emotions being here exactly. waiting for you to, like, do whatever. And yeah. now I only take him every three on the third month. So t Steven takes him to two chemos. And then I take him to the LP and then two chemos. And then I take him to the LP because that's his time to be with him. Mm. And then that's my time to just be with Evan. And um, then on the LPs, I'm, I, I, I let him do it one time and we all went together and he ended up, I don't remember what happened, but anyways, I do it. And mm -hmm. it's just because he gets anesthesia and the last time he got it, he, they called a code on him and yeah. And so um yeah they did that in june and so when it comes to that i'm like look i'll let you do whatever with aiden but when it comes to this i can't give you that like i you can because of covid he can't come with me otherwise he would i was like i don't know how to let go of that yeah like i've let go of so much like him starting school and steven doing him taking him to chemo and just trying to like relax a little bit but i that's just like one thing i'm just like i can't like at that point i know like mentally i'll be like i'll lose my shit yeah i have to have control I've had in my head, I have to have control of it all because then I feel like if something were to happen, then it's on me. Not it's because Steven. you weren't yeah. there. Not Steven, not anybody else. If something happens, it's my fault. Yeah. And not because I don't want to like blame Steven. I don't want to blame anybody. I want it to be on me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've had a lot of pressure to be like, oh, you're the nurse. You and Steven's dad would tell me and I would I hated it. Yeah. And I hated it when my family would tell me whatever. And, they'd be, and his oncology team would be like, well, we don't normally let them go home with counts to slow or like this, but because you're a nurse and we know, we trust you, we're going to let him go. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Don't I'm a, do I'm that. I'm a normal and person. I, I'm a mom. Just treat me like a fucking mom. I never mom. like to tell the nurses that I was a nurse yeah. um, when we would stay because it, you, they treat you different. They, and assu not in a they assume you know not things. Not in a bad way, but it was like, oh, well, you know this. And I'm like, Exactly. I don't though. I'm not a cancer nurse. Exactly. I don't know any of this and mm -hmm. I don't want to be the nurse. I want to be his mom. But then when we're at home, it was like, there was so much pressure to be like, 
well, you know this. He's good, right? He's good, right? He's good, right? And that's what everybody says. But he's okay, right? But you'll you'll fix that, right? But this yeah. is okay. And it got to the point where, like, when they ask you questions like that, it was more like they wanted to just tell him it's okay. Because they were saying it like that because they wanted to know it was okay because they can't handle the truth if it wasn't. Yeah. And that was really hard to to take that stress on. And I, I think that's where it all, like, stemmed from. And I just have to have it all because everybody expected me to, like, know it all, take care of it all, do it all and like save this kid and make sure I like did what I was supposed to do. So now I don't know how to let go of that control because I feel like so many people depended on me to do this thing mm -hmm. that if I, if I do it wrong, then I'd rather it be on me than somebody else because yeah. I feel like I would be mad at myself for not being there when something bad happened. Yeah. So. I, yeah. It, it's crazy that you point that out because I, I never even thought about that perspective as far as like, being that you're a nurse and that's the thing too is like everyone's everyone's dumb like they don't know like just because you're a nurse doesn't mean like you do everything like you're not universal yeah so it's like the fact that you went through that and then people are like oh well you, you work in the hospital right so you know he's gonna be fine right or like you know his his levels like what does this mean it's like no it's like like i i i like, I don't know all that. And mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like not even even if you were like a doctor that we're all having an episode and they're humping each other. I'm sorry. <laughs> and like, oh, the dogs are humping each other. Yeah, the dogs yeah, the are. Dogs oh, yeah. Are, Anyone yeah. listening on audio? Yeah, the dogs. are. It's humping not them. like Sida and me. Or yeah, yeah, and it's Jordan. Not, yeah, it's yeah, like it's the not dogs. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're all, they're all humping each other while Jordan's talking. No, the dogs. Sorry. Please. Yeah, the dogs. But yeah, so, so like and then like on top of that, like you're not in the right mindset in general. So it's like the fact that people can assume like, oh, you, you know this, like, yeah, you probably do. But even if you do, it's like, it's your kid though. Mm -hmm. Once it comes to your kid, everything goes out the window. Yeah. At that point, it's like, like you said, survival mode. It's like, okay, what do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? Where do I need to take my kid to get better? And like, that's all it is. So like the last thing you're thinking of is like, what did I learn in school? Like simple things. Like even like, even when it comes down to like, how you go about your day to day. Like mm -hmm. if you were to come to me and tell me the shit that was going on in my head, if you were to tell me, I would be like, are you fucking crazy? Everything's fine. You're fucking bossing it up. You're doing this. He's fine. He's doing it. And I would tell you, I would never let you think that like what you were doing wasn't okay. It wasn't enough. It wasn't this, but in my head. And I think what people think is like, they don't, they, it's easier to tell somebody like, Hey, this is what you should do versus like allowing yourself to be like, Hey, this is what we should do. Mm. That didn't make sense, did it? I mean, this is only my second one, and I'm feel, I'm making. I don't know how to. I don't know how to word it. It's like, like. Okay, well, like if we talk about like self esteem, right? Like, mm -hmm. if a friend of mine were to come up to me and tell me the same thoughts I had about my body issues that I that I have, or the way I feel, or the way I am. I would be like, are you fucking crazy? Why would you say that about yourself? Like, you're not like this. You're not like that. Mm -hmm. And I would never let that. But I think in, we just, um, it's so easy for us to coach somebody through something of how to feel or how to be or how to like be nicer to themselves or think that they're, they're doing a good job and that it's not their fault if something happens to like allow ourselves to be like, oh, listen to your own advice. Like, you can let go of control. You can trust other people. And whatever happens isn't like your fault. And that's where me and Stephen are right now. Like we've been through hell and back and Aiden, like he's doing good. Yes. We have less than a year. We count months now, not, not, not years. Okay. Um, and so for us, we're to the, I'm, I've come to the realization of like, 
I can't do any more than I'm doing now. Like I can't, if I could sacrifice more, I would, Mm -hmm. but I can't, I can't give any more than I'm giving right now. Uh, You're at full capacity. Yeah. Like I've, I've, we've done everything and we'll keep doing everything and, and the doctors are doing what they have to do and we'll step up for whatever we have to do. But at this very moment, I can't do any more than I'm doing right now. And I have to acknowledge that that's enough. Yes. Like, okay, Amber, you're already doing everything you're going to do. You got him an epilepsy watch to keep him safe. You got him into school. He has these things going on. You know, Steven takes him and knows exactly what he's doing at chemo. Like, you guys are functioning. He's doing great. You know his routine. Like, you, everything that you guys are possibly doing that you can do from a non-medical standpoint, like, from an, like, from an, we're not doctors, you yeah. know, we're not scientists. We're, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not God from that point of view. I've done everything in my capacity to keep this kid alive as far as what me and Steven can do. And yeah. past that, I need to just acknowledge it. Like it is what it is at this point. I can't do any more exactly, or any, I, I can do less. I mean, I won't, but I'm saying like, I, and I think that's where I've kind of been like, okay, okay. Like, let me, let me now like just, relax and well i don't know if i relax but like live more and like he's going to school and it's been on three weeks now and you know the last this last week we had to pick him up he's like he's been in pain a little bit more but he's also like on week three of going to school and doing pe and staying all day staying like eight hours and um i've gotten a little bit of like my life back too like going to the gym sometimes or just actually like having coffee with steven or just seeing him and that's that has nothing to do with the kids um and allowing myself to not be so focused on like cancer is only our life and everything exactly. that we do in that life, has it has to do with that. Revolve around that. Yeah. And I let, you know, I let him get it, go to get air and, and, and stuff that I would not have let him do <laughs> last year, <laughs> you know, well COVID too, but like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I let him like do st- like I let him go bowling with friends and I would have never let mm-hmm. him do that. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things that it's not going to happen right away where it's like yeah. you can go stay at your friend's house overnight. You can go to an amusement park. It's like it, it's going to go in steps. You know, if, you know, it's one minute it's hanging out with some friends and then it's like going bowling and then it's going to the movies. And then next thing you know, maybe a sleepover. And, you and know, like, and I, I think it's also because I'm so afraid that I'm going to lose him that like he's like, you never let me do this or you never let me. And I'm like, God, he doesn't see that. What though. if? Yeah. And I, and I think to myself, I'm like, man, what if this is the last time? Like, what if something happens and he, like, let's just say he does die, right? That's all. I'm not being a pessimist. No, no. I'm just You're being, being a realist, a realist right? Yes. What if I held him all to myself and all he wanted to do was go to his friend's house or go bowling? Because he was so excited and all he wanted to do was go play laser tag. And I took it from him because I was so afraid that something was going to happen to him and I was going to lose him. So I'm so afraid to lose him that I'm not even letting him live. Yeah. So at what point do I just let him like live? So that's when I was like, me and Steven had this, you know, we have emotional talks and of course yeah. he's the only one I can actually really talk to or like he can tell how I feel because I'm always like, ah! but he can tell like when I'm like, he's like Amber, like he knows like, and so it'll be like, I just need to learn to let him live and do as much as I can, but let him live because exactly. I mean, None of us, especially with this whole COVID thing going on, like none of us know how long we're going to be here. And like, we've had a lot of friends. Like I think we had seven or eight friends between November and January lose their apparent. Yeah. Between November and January, seven. Yeah. And that was like one a week was just losing their, and it was like, what the fuck? And these are like 
we're young we're like in our 30s i mean to like my 18 year old niece uh oh shit is that the girl humping the guy okay and once again it's the dog guys um <laughs> the dogs are in here to break up the, um, so she, yeah she stop feeling sad so um <laughs> shit what were we talking about like 18 year old your oh niece? yeah like yeah they think we're old because you know like we're in our 30s of but course. like that's young to lose a parent like they are those parents Super haven't even young you know, live life. It's, and especially uh, us enough, being our yeah. age and then still having our parents for them to think like, like, like that's yeah. super young. So I was like, you know, and, and what happened to Steven's dad was fucking horrible. And, um, oh, and nobody saw that coming and he was the one that kept the family together. So to see that Steven had to step up and now like, that's his role, you know? And, um, I know he feels a lot of like, um, like pressure from that. And then that it was more like, oh shit like amber you're trying to just keep your kid alive but at the same time of keeping him alive you're not letting him live mm -hmm. so let it's him a, live it's, because it's you really spot. don't know and i'm like okay back off a little bit so i do that but it, it, and, and everything you're saying is so true like it's such a tough spot one i don't have no kids so i have no say in this but just like outside looking in yeah i see things and i'm like that's insane like obviously when when you have a kid that's going when you have a kid and he or she's going through that thing like that's the one thing you want is you yeah. want to be there at every second you want to see the minute he starts going down you want to catch it before it could get any worse so it's like that's all you're trying to do you're trying to you're trying to be there for that moment but i i and learned that i have to like trust aiden because he knows what the fuck he's doing he's like there are times yeah. where like i'm doing all of aiden's meds and it's fine and then i'll be at work and steven will call me be like hey Aiden says he's missing an epilepsy man. I'm like, what? And I'm like, show me the, the thing because, you know, his pills are set out for the day. And mm -hmm. There's 30 pill containers and it's like morning, noon, evening. And it's like this cool thing Stephen found. Shout That's out awesome. to Stephen. He fucking found it. Shout, yo, shout out to Stephen. I have to give him credit for that because I was like, we need a pill container that we could use every week. And he comes back with one that has one for every fucking day of the month. I mean, day of the week. So the like month. one through 30? Yeah, like, one like through a, 31. Like a like calendar a, yeah. of pills? And it, you just take it out and there's a little thing. Yeah. That's okay. dope. I know. Shout he out did to Stephen. Right? He did something right. God damn. Way to go, Stephen. Way to go. You get a gold star. And he's a good lay, <laughs> so that's good. So we keep him around. Two and done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got the med box and he's a good lay. Damn, Steven. Um, so... um. Except for those bitches. Don't, don't be trying to take them, okay? Okay? Fucking yeah, we're not cut, trying to, we're not trying to advertise for everyone. <laughs> right? We're just letting I'm you just guys letting know you how know. good she got it. I, yeah, with I got the it guy. Good. Yeah. <laughs> with my dudes. With, with my mans. <laughs> oh, man. I love you two together. Just seeing you two. Um, Lick his ear and he gets shy. <laughs> right? So he, uh, so Aiden will call us out and be like, hey, I'm missing this. Hey, this doesn't look right. Hey, where's this pill? And I'm like, okay. And he'll tell you, hey, is this one for... The nerve pain, hey, this one is for the steroids. Is this one going to make my, this is the one that's going to make my back hurt this week, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he already knows. Like, mm. and it's like, oh, okay, he, he gets it. Like, Amber, back off. He, he can handle this. I'm like, of course. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's the cool thing too, is like, I think at that point, now at this point, you should kind of be like, I'm not, not that I'm telling mm. you you should be, but I would just assume that you're kind of like, well, he, he's got his thing, you know, he, he's, he knows what's going on. He's 13 years old, but. He's got like an adult mind. He knows the stuff he's gone through. He knows. No, he has a uh, thirteen-year-old pubescent mind, <laughs> and so it's but not adult-like. But at on all. top of like, right? He just the wants thing, a girlfriend. He, he, he's going through things that a normal thirteen-year-old isn't. So the fact that he can kind of take care of him his own, and uh, hey, I need this pill at this time. Like that should show, like you know, hey, all he wants is a girlfriend. And uh, Evan likes to say that he has a girlfriend. And um, that's the best. I love when kids come like I got three of them. Evan's like, oh, yeah, I like like two girls. And he's like, you know what? I asked my girlfriend out and I'm like, oh, you did. 
And it's different because when Aiden would tell me that, I'd be like, fuck no. Fuck no. You don't have a girlfriend, Aiden. Don't say that. So he never wanted to tell me this. Like, you can't say that because mom gets mad. Like, yeah. he gets really mad. And then um, Stephen was like, if you say that, he's never going to confide in you for anything. That's and you want true. him to tell him everything, he's never going to do So then I'd be like, so Aiden, so um, any girls you like? He's like, why? You're saying mad? I'm like, no, I, I like want to know. Like, so what's up? So And so Aiden's been opening up, excuse me, more and more about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. And you just have like to hold cringing, back on yeah. yeah. And then Evan, it's because he's eight. And, um, but still, if Aiden told me that when he was eight, I'd be like, what the fuck? Who's that bitch? You know, like. But it's so weird because, like. It's I'm, Evan, so I know he's doing it out of spite for Aiden. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take 50 cents so I could buy her his crispy treat. Because I told uh, him, like, Evan, yeah. you don't have a girlfriend. Unless you're taking her out on a date, it's not a girlfriend. So he got 50 cents from his nana. Got that girl a rice crispy treat. He goes, Mom, I went on a date on, with it's my girlfriend. It's a girl. She's officially my girlfriend. I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I got a rice crispy treat. And we talked. And it's like a date. I'm like, you ate and you talked. Yeah, it's pretty much a date. <laughs> and he was like, so see, I told you, I have a girlfriend. And it bugs Aiden so much. He's like, uh, it's not a girlfriend. She's a girl and she's your friend. Mom said we can't have girlfriend. He's like, but I have a girlfriend. Damn. Yeah. They're probably like in their room, like, you want to smell my finger? Like, Ew! Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No! Uh, he's eight. <laughs> yeah, no. I know, I know. He's probably like, you want to smell my fart? I farted on your pillow. And then like shove Aiden's face That's in very it. true. Yeah, it's, it's probably more like eight-year-old thing, huh? Or like he'll pick <laughs> his like booger and like wipe it on Aiden's face. Ooh. Or like pick it and try to eat it just to gross Aiden out. Because Aiden's very, Aiden is very Steven. No, just is he don't ter- talk about poop. Don't talk about anything inappropriate. Oh, really? Keep your germs to yourself. Okay, like, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. Total Steven has morals, has values. <laughs> <laughs> cares what people yeah. think about him. <laughs> what cares about is, you know, Appearance. what people say. Don't say that. That's inappropriate. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then here's me and Evan like, <laughs> wet willy, you know. Um, I just imagine you guys in a grocery store or like a like Target or some shit and like, damn, like, I think I need some like, my pussy been stinging, so I need some wipes for my pussy. <laughs> and like, and okay, no, as off, a joke, as a yeah, joke. Okay, and well, then Steven's like, babe, like, oh, you could have just not said that. Well, like, cause I, that you guys be, do that a lot. I see yeah. you guys in public and like, Steven's just kind of there. And like I said, you'll, this is not even joking. You'll come up and you'll lick his ear, <laughs> lick his neck. And he'll just be like, babe, stop. And it's like, yo, that's but it's like, gr- it but it's like, like with the grossest face. It's I'm so like, cute though. Yeah. It's so cute. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, or poke him in the butt all the time because he fucking hates it. Um, yeah. But, but to go back to your he comment, I would never butt. say that in public because as vulgar as I am, I hate the P word. I'll say moist all day. I don't. Think I hate moist. Ew, the P moist word is like grows me out. The P word is Ugh. disgusting. When I think of the moist. P word, I think of like maybe it's because I work around them, but I I think of like really dirty, pus filled, oozing. That's vaginas. what I think of moist. No. I think of like a dirty, like clogged. I think of like a cake that has like been baked right. That's not nah, dry. No, nah, <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> Moist is a gross word. Right. To me. But okay, I apologize for and that. And I don't think like, I was just you know, guys some in, in, girls don't like to be called a cunt. I mean, I don't like to be, I don't want to be called a cunt. I don't like cunt, the C word. But I don't think it's bad. It's sharp. Cunt? Cunt? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's bad. Like, you know, when girls are like, oh my God, did that guy just call me a cunt? I'm like, I that's not bad that's like, super aggressive I it's guess? like bitch and then cunt the c word is right above it I, yeah maybe because you're a girl no i mean i just hear it it's like piercing like, did he just call me a cunt like they get more offended than bitch really yeah the b word's a big one yeah i, I mean, would never call anyone that i'd be like life's a bitch or like she's being a bitch but i would never be like yo you're a bitch because like it just seems so harsh same thing with like the cunt word too 
Haircut. Moist. <laughs> All right. I want to, I want to, we've been going on for a while. Yeah. But, and uh, the whole episode is about you. I want to oh. get to you. Oh, shit. Okay. We've been talking about Aiden and Steven okay. and, and, every, and your life and stuff and their life. But I want to get into, with all this going on, mm-hmm. with Aiden and trying to, you know, work all these hours, working crazy shifts where you're, like, overnight and then you're dealing with, yeah. like, death and all this stuff and kids, where's your mental? How, how are you dealing with this? After Aiden and everything, I know, we need a drink for this one after this, huh? <laughs> and, uh... Um, mental. How are you dealing with it? Like, obviously, Aiden has you. Mm-hmm. Who do you have? Besides Steven, I feel like there's certain things. I just feel like there's certain things that you hit a, you hit a wall with mm-hmm. like your significant other. It's like, and then they're just kind of like, I don't, I don't know how to help you. Oh, no, no. He's told me that before. Who helps He's like, you? It's, it sucks that I, I feel like I don't know how to help you. Exactly. Me. What, what? Because when you don't when Okay. Like the only person that ever knows how I truly feel. Don't get offended, mom, if you watch this. Um, is Steven. Yeah. And I've been with that guy for like 17 years. So he's, he has seen every stage of life with of me and he's. Even when I try to fake it, he can tell. He's like, I know you better than you know yourself. Like, you're fucking lying. And I'm like, yeah. you don't fucking know me? You think you fucking know and me? And you start <laughs> crying. He's like, see, I told you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, you know, I, there's there's motions that I go through before. Um, when I get really scared of certain things, um, when it comes to, like, a kid or people I know, like, I, the, I've talked to Ash, my friend Ashley. Because okay. she's, she's felt lost, too. And she knows what it's like to to feel like there's nobody to go to because you're in a really bad spot and nobody knows what that bad spot feels like. Um, There's times where like, if I get frustrated that I don't know, like if I think Steven's overworking or whatever, because he's, he's an entrepreneur and I don't know how to be there for him, Mm -hmm. but also feel like, like where that's going. I talked to my friend Alex because she's been an entrepreneur, you know, she owned her own salon. She's still an entrepreneur. She pretty much works for herself, Mm -hmm. but like she's owned her own salon. I'm like, Hey, am I tripping? Or like, how does this work? Or like, what did you do with Ray? You know? And like that helped our relationship because I would talk to somebody else, a female who would give me non-biased, you know, like, Hey, well it's because this is how he feels running the business or this is how, this is how I would feel. And I'd be like, Oh, um, and, uh, when it came down to it, the thing that like really helped me the most was not talking to anyone really? and meditating and doing like yoga. I found yoga like two and a half years ago when, uh, my friend Ashley went through her, her bad trauma okay. and, and losing her son and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. that's her story to tell, but, yeah, um, of course. Mm-hmm. um, she would be like, can you go to yoga with me? And I remember we would we would do yoga and I was like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. And there would be times where we would just lay there and I would just she would just, you know, you do the shavasana and you're laying there and she would um she would like reach out and I would grab her hand and we would just cry. Or the whole time we're doing poses, I would just look at her and I'd be like, Fuck, I don't know how this chick's doing this and I would just cry for her. And I would see her and she would cry. And when Aiden got sick, um, I did a lot of yoga and that just like helped because I think a lot of times in life we go through these motions and we forget to just breathe. And when you're doing yoga, they'll be like, okay, relax, relax your shoulders down. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize my shoulders were high. And you didn't realize like, you're doing yeah, this Yeah, And they're time. like, okay, <laughs> yeah. unclench your teeth. And you're like, what? Oh, okay. Take, take your tongue off the roof of your mouth. And you're like, oh shit. And you don't realize how tense you are just every day, all day, just tense. And being like, 
I'm constantly like there for other people and, you know, like going through the motions with everybody else that like having somebody tell me like what to do and how to relax helped. And then meditating, um, I have to do guided meditations like because my mind will go off and I have to have somebody pull me back. So I cannot yes. meditate by myself. Then I start thinking dirty thoughts and I'm like, oh my God, if we're going to be in this position and Steven, and, you know, <laughs> like then I can't. How come Steven never done this to me? Right. So then... <laughs> Then um, I have to do guided because I need to constantly be pulled back to what my intention is. And then when you do yoga, it talks about like, okay, set an intention. What do you want for this class? And usually really good yoga classes, they will talk to you and guide you through the whole thing. And they have like an intention for the class. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you're thinking, whatever they're talking about relates to it somehow. I don't know. Yeah. It's just crazy. And it you get if you just allow yourself to immerse in it you get so involved into what they're saying you're like holy shit and there's a lot of really good mental health yoga flows and mental health meditations that just help you find what you need to be told that nobody else can tell you sometimes it's just saying that you you're totally worthy of doing what you're doing or you are okay it's okay to feel the way you're feeling um but i think when I can't rely on anyone else because nobody knows what I'm going through. I think I posted yesterday. I was like, stop asking for directions from the people who have never, who aren't going in the same direction as you. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever gone through what I'm going through. Even if it's a cancer mom, like we have similar things in common, but nobody has experienced what I've experienced, you know, in my life. Like, yeah. and, um, so I've learned that like, I need to own up to how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. and get help in other ways and you know we see the therapy person at pch and steven talks to me and i and I, I talk to people that are in similar situations but ultimately it's on me to be like okay amber you got to be real with yourself you're not gonna there's a, there's things you're not gonna tell people of how you're feeling because maybe i don't want to tell steven that i'm i'm super sad because a lot of times when you tell people oh i'm just really sad or i don't know why i'm sad or i don't know why i'm anxious or i don't know why i'm so fucking depressed because when you tell people that, they look at you like, but you have a house, but you have a great husband. Your kids are doing great. You're, it could you're not, be worse. Yeah. I hate oh, when people fucking tell me that. But it, that doesn't mean that there exactly. are not things inside of you that you just can't get out of. I can't stop thinking like, what did I do wrong to get to here? What did I not do to get Aiden sick? What did I not do? You When Aiden got epilepsy, I thought it was because maybe I, I ate bologna and I'm not supposed to, but all I wanted to do was eat bologna. That I became a vegetarian. I'm trying not to laugh. But no, I know. I became a pescatarian. I only ate um, fish when I was trying to get pregnant with Evan because I didn't want to give him epilepsy. So, like, I put that drama on myself and that yeah. stress. And um, there are things of how I feel that I don't want to tell anybody because they, they'll think I'm crazy. Or they will be like, why? Why are you so sad? Why are you so this? You should be happy. Look at Aiden's thriving. Evan's doing great. Your husband owns a business. You guys just remodeled your kitchen. Da, da, da. Why? Are, what do you have to complain about? Mm -hmm. Probably nothing. But probably fucking decades of emotion that I've never even let myself feel. Why? Because if you feel this way, then you're ungrateful. If yeah. you feel this way, something's wrong with you. If you feel this way, then, you know you're just not happy. You're depressed. You're automatically depressed. You're going to be this person. You're bipolar or whatever. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Sometimes I just don't know why I feel the way I feel. I don't know why I'm always stressed out. I don't know why I over worry or I overthink or I over whatever. And they would tell me in nursing school, you're a really good nurse. You need to stop doubting yourself. You need to allow yourself to know you're really good. But to me, if I take a compliment, I'm super vain. 
if I don't come back and say an excuse why, oh, Amber, you're so fun or you're this or, you know, like you look great. Oh, uh, it's because I've been eating talkies. This isn't actually like me working out. This is, you know, I have to give an excuse because I don't want them to think that I'm vain or superficial. But what the fuck? Like, why not own that? I'm I'm a badass bitch that does amazing shit for my family. I can't because in my head, I'm like, you should do more. And I don't know why I feel like that, but that's how I feel. But I don't tell people how I feel. And there's so many more like deeper demons that I feel. And that has to do with like my childhood and my dad and and like my real dad, not my stepdad. My stepdad's amazing, but like my real dad and and like losing my little sister when she was little. We used to live in Texas and we moved here when I was eight. Mm-hmm. So none of us healed from my little sister dying. And and I'm sorry for that. By oh, way. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah, but, I'm yeah. learning something new like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So like um, I think you just learn to put up this front and you're like, ah, and so everybody just expects Amber to be happy and Amber's the funny one and she's the happy one and she's the one that like I don't know makes people laugh and says vulgar things and all that but like it then you then you get that title and you get that oh Amber's like this so when you're not you feel this pressure to feel that way because well how are you mad Amber why are you sad like why aren't you like jumping around you know and doing flips and like humping Steven from behind and like I I mean I'm just chilling I just want to have a beer like you know and you then if you don't, it's almost like people are like, what the fuck's wrong with her? And yeah, like, you, you, yeah, you right. get like that subconscious feeling like people are looking at me like they know something's wrong. Yeah. But it, yeah. And but it, I, I feel like the biggest and Stephen will tell me, he's like, when you go to yoga and you go to like the healing meditations and you just allow yourself to because there nobody has to know what you're going through. And every time I do yoga or I do a really good meditation, whether I'm at Studio Y or like it's it's somebody that that we just, I just go to or. Um, I love Studio Y, by the way. They're amazing. Um, but, or if I do it at home or if I do it through the Peloton, which I know you guys have your issues with the Peloton. <laughs> but like- Girls they have, only. Right. They have <laughs> yoga and, and meditation on there and they have amazing guided meditations. And, and I can allow myself to just let my mind go without telling anybody how I feel, without any guilt or any judgment. I can let myself fully feel and cry and just be like, okay, I don't have to feel guilty for feeling this way. I don't have to make anybody feel bad for feeling this way. I don't have to make, you know, cause like I know it probably hurts Steven's feelings when I'm like, Oh, I just don't feel like I'm worthy of love or I feel, I don't feel like, and he's like, what the fuck? Who, why did it, when did I ever make you feel that way? Yeah. And it has nothing to do with exactly. him. It's just how I over things that have happened like in the past growing up feel it has nothing to do with him, but it's like, that is why I am like the biggest believer of like feeling every emotion, that dark emotion, that shitty feeling, that anxiety, that that feeling of not feeling worthy of anything, of just the really bad ones that suck you in. You really have to feel those. You can't stay there because it will fucking drown you. Yeah. You have to, but you have to feel it because if you don't, I've learned over the years that like it will consume you later on and it makes it so that you can't function later in life. And you project that on other people. And I become toxic to other people. And I get mad that people can go on vacations when I can't take my son somewhere. I get mad that people are living life like nothing's going on when we're just trying to get our kid to survive, right? Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating and I have to like, that's not their fault. I can't be mean to those people. I can't can't be mad at them because they don't have it. And, but I don't want to tell people like, I'm so mad that this is their fourth fucking trip they've gone on in four months. And all I want to do is take aid in camping. And I can't even do that because yeah. his back hurts, you know, like, and so 
but then you if you try to explain it to somebody people are like damn she's fucking bitch you know and you feel guilty or you feel yeah. whatever so at some point or some i and and i heard a friend of mine told me one time i was complaining she's like amber oh, she's like oh um she loves you like this friend loves me but she was like amber's a, amber's a lot of emotion for me right now i don't know how to how to handle a lot of amber's emotions because they're so deep that i don't know how to how to help her and mm. it's a lot because i'm going through shit too and it kind of hurt because i'm like damn i thought this person was my friend but i got where she was coming from she has her own life like yeah she has her own she issues. can only hear yeah. so much of me being like uh and that's when i realized okay girl look you can tell as many people as you want how you feel and some of them are going to judge you some of them aren't but people have their own lives so you need to figure out how you can help yourself because nobody in life is going to help you more than you are going to help yourself. Mm -hmm. And as much as people are there to help you, you have to do this on your own. You have to put in the work. Exactly. And, um, I've just, so I tell myself, like if I get mad about something, okay, like today I was leaving and I had my coffee and it was like, it was like, like barely a third of it left. Mm -hmm. And I felt really bad for coming because I knew Evan just wanted to see me. I had worked all night. I slept for a couple of hours and I knew there were going to be pugs here. And I was like, Evan would fucking love it. <laughs> but I was trying to like call you guys to see like, Hey, can I, can Evan come and play with the pugs and all that stuff? And I wasn't holding my cup right. And it fell. And instantly I wanted to get mad at Evan because he was nagging. At no, you because the, the only or... reason my cup fell was because I grabbed it from the top to call you to be like, Hey, is this okay? Otherwise I was for putting, Evan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was okay. putting my phone in my bag to leave. And I was like, Ugh. and I went to grab a towel and I had to talk myself out. And I think if you would have asked me like six years ago, five years, four years ago, three years ago, I would have been like, what the fuck? You see, all I wanted to do was leave. But now you're freaking out. And now I'm trying to, you know, and I was walking to get a towel and I was like so mad. And I was like, you know what? This is not Evan's fault. He didn't ask to go. Your guilt is what is trying to get him to go because yeah. you feel bad that you're leaving and you didn't see him and he wants to hang out with you and you're going to go somewhere where there's pugs and you're trying to get him to go and include him. Do not yell at this kid. Yeah. He didn't ask to go. He asked where you were going. You grab the cup wrong, clean your shit and don't take it out on anybody else. And it takes that kind of like, that took a long time for me to not project it out onto somebody else when I should have. Yeah. And man, did I just want to be pissed because I wanted that extra coffee. <laughs> but it was at the same time, it was whose fault is this? Whose issue is this? And and then I, I cleaned it up and I wasn't mad anymore. I was like, look, you cleaned it up. You're fine. You're probably going to be like 10 minutes late. Fuck it. Yeah. It's Jordan. He's going to be OK with it. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, calm down. Because at that moment, I knew I could blow up. I would have left pissed. He would He's going to be in bed by the time I get home. He would have gone to sleep upset. Like, oh, I don't know what I did. My mom's mad at me. Mm -hmm. And then I would have gone to bed feeling like a piece of shit mom. Yeah. And I already go to bed trying to analyze the day, trying to be like, how should I have been better towards my kid? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I've learned that, like, I have to just be like, okay, stop. What are you feeling and why? Do you, is that even relevant? And how is this feeling going to help you? Is this going to make you feel like shit? Or is this going to make you feel better? Because if, if you think yelling at your kid because you dropped your cup is going to make you feel better, it's not. Yeah. It's going to make you feel like shit at the end of the day. And so I try to tell myself that throughout the day. Like if I get frustrated like with Steven, like he's like, oh, I clean the house. I'm like, you picked up the house. Or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he tried. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, okay, don't say shit, Amber, because you're going to start a fight. This fool was like, 
Uh, he hates when I call him fool. This <laughs> this gentleman was like, I'm going to do the dishes before she comes home. That should be enough. Like, yeah. at least he helped, right? So I have to be like, okay. I know how he feels pick, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> pick your battles. Like, hey, he helps you. And all you ever say is, hey, I just don't want there to be dishes. He finally does the dishes. And you want to be like, yeah, but why didn't you do anything else? Like, oh. you know what I mean? Right. Okay, so I have to tell myself, Amber, what how is how is starting a fight going to ruin the rest of your sunday when both of you are off and i have true, to like yeah. tell myself that and it let me tell you when when um you try to change your not your personality but your character when you have to change it it's very hard and it's very hard to to admit your flaws and your demons and and fix those because it means you were broken and yeah. you weren't right mm -hmm. and and that's not what anybody wants. And it took a long time. Like, like everybody's like, oh, Amber, you're the sweetest girl ever. Amber has the biggest heart. She's the most caring person. She's amazing, blah, blah, If you knew me in high school, you would think I was a bitch. Yeah. Total mean girl status. Total bitch. I got mad for everything. Called people out. Got people's faces. I was like a little fucking chihuahua. Like, that's how I was. <laughs> I was still super bubbly, whatever. Not with everybody, but like total, like, cliche cheerleader movie. Yes. That was me. Yeah. I, and I, it I sucks. Think that like I can admit that I hate that, but I remember no. being in a job and being like, somebody was like, well, no, it's just because you're a bitch and that's just who you are. And I'm like, that's not who I am. But I didn't like that she said that about me. And she's like, it's fine. I love you. Like, that's just, you know, that's Amber. That's just who she is. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? So I remember I worked at Logan's. I went around and I asked everybody, asked the hostesses, the other bartender I work with, everybody, everybody but two people said, yeah, you're a bitch. And the other two were like, yeah, but that's who you are. Everybody exactly. loves you for yeah, that. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, but I don't want to be a bitch. And it took me, and that was like nine years ago. And it took me a lot to be like, I don't want to be the bitch. I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, that's Amber. But hey, she's just a bitch. Don't worry about it. Like, it's just her. I don't want to have RBF. I don't want to have it. Like, I, because I, I'm not that person. I'm really soft. Like, I fucking, I have Cortez's on. I have a Chingona necklace. But let me tell you right now, I, and I like cuss a lot. And I'm like, fuck them up. I'm fucking probably going to cry the whole way home right now. Like, all my emotions. Like, you <laughs> know what sorry. I mean? Like, yeah. no. But yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. like, I'm super soft. So, like I act tough because I don't want people to know how soft I am. And that's exactly how Evan is. He'll act tough, but that, that fool is a little, little, he's a little emotional bug like me. And so, <laughs> um, it takes a lot to change that. But I think when you're, when you ask me like, who, who do you turn to? The only person I think at that point, if you've gone through all your resources and to truly like be honest with who you are, because I think if you go to therapy or you're talking to your significant other, you're talking, whatever, like, in order to truly just like let that down, because I mean, I've let it down with Steven, um, but in order to truly like feel like you have no guard, it has to be you. And you have to just surrender to that and be like, fuck, you were shitty today or yeah. you were this or you were that. But that's OK, because there's tomorrow. Yeah. And, you you know, and and meditation helps and yoga helps. And it just gives you for me. And it just like helps me realize like what's important or just to breathe or just there's another time, there's another day or there's this. And, and I feel like when you've exhausted all your options and you, you have help from everywhere, if you are not able to be completely honest and surrender to yourself, you, you won't ever like fully heal. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, like that's why, honestly, that was like one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on. Not, uh -huh. I, you know, with everything with uh, Aiden and stuff, like, I feel like we all know that my yeah. main thing was like, how are you dealing with it after the fact? You know, and, and that was like a big thing because I think I've talked to you about it. Randomly, I'll message you. You, you, you go on your rants where you post stuff and, and you cry. And, and like the fact that you put yourself out there, I'm mm -hmm. like, like you're doing what 
I wish I could do. Yeah. And I can't even do it like alone. Like I can't cry to myself in the mirror just by in front of myself because I feel embarrassed. You I'm don't like have to cry in the mirror. No, I, I'm not yeah. in the mirror, but just like in a room by myself. I'm yeah. like, I'm a loser. Like I'm like, I'm thinking like, like I'm such like, especially being a guy maybe, but it's like, I'm, I'm such a pussy. Like, why are you crying? Like, mm, and then, and the then the, yeah, I know. Right. The <laughs> P word. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, but yeah. So like, I, 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 so when I saw you post that video, I mean, crying, it gave me, it, yeah, it gave me an idea to like, well, maybe if I do an episode with, with you, it'll show other people like, it's okay because you posted that. And I'm like, you're doing what I do when I'm driving randomly and listening to a song. And I don't know why I'll listen to a song and I'll start crying. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Everything's fine. Bills are paid. My girlfriend's happy. The dogs are fed. My parents are happy. Everyone's but it's deeper than that. Yeah, and and, 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 mm -hmm. and that's and when you post that, I'm like, you're posting what I wish I could just do in public. But you don't have to do it in public. Not not okay. Yeah. Like in front of and my in, in front reason? of my girlfriend, in front of like people yeah. that like and, and just like I said, I couldn't even do it in in my car driving. I'd be like getting choked up for some I, weird reason. And I'm I don't like, even think I've cried that hard in front of Steven. In a long time or like like that like when steven saw that he was like you posted this and i was like mm -hmm. and that one had nothing to do with aiden well i guess a little bit that's what I'm that saying. Yeah. that had to do with aiden was in the icu evan had to go back home it was a snowball effect and evan ran out of the car and said no don't I leave remember, me I remember, and i was yeah. like oh my god but i had to stay with aiden because we didn't know what was gonna this is like this was in june this is when he got coded and we were like we didn't know what was gonna happen to him and me and neither me and Stephen, neither one of us wanted to leave because I was like, he's like, well, you go. And I'm go I'm not going. And he was like, well, I'm not going. And it was more like, Shh, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen to Aiden. He couldn't stick out his tongue. He couldn't grab, lift up his hands. He could nothing. And we were like, we're not leaving because if anything happens, both of us want to be there. So he was going back with Daisy was taking my mother-in-law and him back and he ran out of the car. And I knew he felt like we weren't picking him and it crushed me because again, here comes cancer and it makes you choose. And I knew that this was going to have repercussions on Evan, that it was going to take years to heal. Yeah, and I was so upset that as a mom, I had to choose between kids. And while Aiden was, you know, all medicated, had no idea what was going on. And if you ask Aiden, he's like, I'd rather be home. If you want to be here, Evan, you can. I'd rather be home. I'd rather be in your spot. But Evan doesn't see it that way. And um, it, it was... Uh, Evan that gets the shit under the stick every time. And I hated that. And I just like cried and I was mad. And I was, I was like trying, I even drove to the wrong Phoenix Children's. I went to the one in Mesa and it's a clinic and I had to drive 40 minutes back to get uh, to the, and, but it was good. I just cried, but I feel like <laughs> those emotions that when you're in your car and you're just crying, you just got to let it happen. And then really think like, am I sad? Am I, th and then when that happens, like think about it, like, what am I thinking about while I'm crying though? Is it, is it like death or is it, you know, my girlfriend or is it like, is it work? Is it how I feel? And, um, me and Steven were talking about this. I think there's so much pressure on guys, your guys' age. Like, I don't know, like 27 ish, 20, how old are you? 28. Yeah. Like 27 ish <laughs> to like maybe I feel 40. Targeted. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel, I feel attacked. No, but we were talking about that. Like there's this stigmatism in this, this idea that like you have to have it all together. It's, it's, it's very like black. It's different for women. If you are a woman and you are in your mid thirties, forties, and you don't, you're not married. You don't have kids. You got a career. You're owning it. You live on your own. You can pay your own bills, whatever. You are a boss ass bitch. 
you got your shit together. Not because you and you don't have kids or a wife. If you are a guy and you don't and you're paying your bills, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a wife, you know, you don't have kids, but you're paying your bills, you you're living, you're surviving. You're still considered a loser because you don't have the family. You don't have your job that you are your career path, whatever. And it's a double standard. Like it's not okay for men, but for women, it means, oh, hell yeah. You know, she's doing her thing, but why is that not okay for men? And I think that that puts so much more pressure on men. And I feel like maybe I'm a little biased because I have boys that I'm like, fuck that. Why is that okay for women? You know, that's it's but good like, to get a girl's perspective of that. But that's good. Yeah. It, there's so much stigmatism because it's like women, if women don't have it all together, but you know, they're paying their bills. She's a boss ass. She's a boss. If ass she bitch, doesn't yeah. want kids or wants to do it on her own, whatever, she's a boss ass. But if there's a guy that's like, that's like, you're not a family man. You're not committed. You don't have your shit together. Why don't you have this fucking big ass career? It's like, uh, that's not, maybe that's not what you need right now. Maybe yeah. you're still trying to figure it out. Do you know, I wasn't even a nurse until I was 30. Like, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, that, I didn't even start my career until I was 30. And Steven didn't even start his till he was like 30. What? I know a lot of people right now that would like love to hear that. I know a lot of people right now that are like, I'm this age. I should be doing this. And I'm like, but says who? Exactly. Says I who? Just, I, like I, says the, the 1950s who was marrying and off their 17 year olds to like get this marriage. And they were unhappy yeah. because they couldn't be what they wanted to be or who, who they, who with who they wanted to be exactly. with. And they, you know, are, it's just not, it but just see, makes but the, it crazy. But then a part of me is like, it is like, am I being, am I cutting myself short by not thinking that way? Like I'm this, so like if I'm like 28, don't have, you know, my shit together, don't have my career, don't have kids. But are you trying? No. But at the same no, time. No, no, no. I'm not trying. I'm not talking about kids or anything. I'm saying, but no, like, no, I'm, you're I'm trying, just saying, but every day you try to better yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then what the fuck does it matter? But that's what I'm saying. But you're on your own time frame. Are your bills paid? Yeah. I mean, yeah, lights are on. Yeah. <laughs> AC's on. Then who the fuck cares? <laughs> I don't know. And but that's what I'm saying. It's one of those things where it's like, you've you've heard it so much. You've yeah. seen your parents do it. You've seen your aunts and your uncles do it. So it's like, I remember my parents being my age doing this. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, they had me at a young age, whatever. But it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm at the point where it's like, I still have my, my I still mess my, my palm. Like, am I supposed to do my taxes this year again? Like, is that a every year thing? Like, I'll randomly ask you her questions. Do you know that your generation, though, is like that? But see, right? I, and I don't want that to be an excuse. No, though. no, no. But My it's like thing- it's like I feel like that's just like, you're just coddled that way because so like uh, my mom. OK, my mom always talked to us about like periods and growing up and all that. Why? Because you were not allowed to talk about that when she was growing up. You didn't talk about that. You learned about it on your own. So like when then, it, as yeah. it happened. So then things that like didn't happen for your parents or their parents and then they didn't get talked to. And then or I wish my parents would have done this. They do for their kids. And it like enables them a little bit more and then it enables them a little bit more. And then I've enabled Aiden a lot or Evan a lot, you know? And so it happens with every generation. Cause like, I wish my parents would have done this or I, I would have done that differently and that's okay. But being told you have to do your taxes doesn't make you bad. Dude, Steven does our taxes. We just, I'm just saying like we just I'm just saying did our taxes. And I was like, did we ever do our taxes? Steve, I'm going to be 37. And I'm asking my younger yeah. husband, and we did our taxes, and he was like, uh, yeah, we did them like it's two weeks ago. He's like, yeah, because yeah. fi- we, we have to file for extension. I don't know what the fuck that means, but he does all that Exactly, stuff, yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm, that, I'm just saying, like, so, in general. Like, just a general, like, thing that happens that, like, I feel I like adult people should deal with. The mold is getting broken on how and what age you need to start living and doing and have achieved by, by a certain thing. Because there's so much pressure on that. And I think, you know, the good, you know, like, this generation coming up is super soft cancer culture whatever whatever but 
at the same time, it's more like, I'm not going to do what my parents were doing at this age. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do what I want, when I want, at the time I want. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. As long as your shit's getting paid and nobody's getting hurt and you're not getting arrested, fuck them. Yeah. No, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, it's. And I mean, as long as you're not like out there making a bunch of babies that you're not taking care of, you're fine. You know? Yeah. You're just having these dogs hump each other. Yeah, I know. They're going to have the kids and we got to fucking, we're going to be the parents and like have Well, to you said they're brother and sister and they're going to, they'll have dumb babies. So you can't do that, right? Well, like they already sense. have eyes that look left and right, right at the do same you time. Want one to go up and down? <laughs> that would be cool, actually. <laughs> and then they turn sideways. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, uh, we got to end this because I know you got to get home. It's Sunday. We want you with your kids. Right. We want you. To, but, um, yes, we need more views than Eric. So, yeah, so, fuck Eric. <laughs> And his cameras. And his guys, I love Eric. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we all love Eric. We're all just very salty but at his success. I, because I, he's such a badass person. He gets no, so we're, not gonna, we're not going to pump him up on mine. I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. But um, Amber Garnica. Yeah. Thank no, you for coming out. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for being so open with everything. Thank oh, you for. I'm sorry, I cried like a little bitch. I didn't even use the toilet paper. You use my toilet paper? No, that's why I do my eyelashes. So that way um, my mascara doesn't run. Keep that. There you go. Keep that in the notes, girls. No, we lash. Novi Lash, yeah. Yes. Shout out to Novi Lash for sure. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being just so open. Um, I really wanted to get you on here, like I said, just because everything you've gone through, I just want to see how you deal with it. And I think you have a lot of knowledge just on your personal, like mm -hmm. on your own, that a lot of people, even if they're not dealing with the same stuff, they can still be like, maybe I'll try yoga. Maybe I'll try meditation. And just how you deal with it, especially with such an extreme case, they might be like, I'm not that bad, so maybe I can just do something like this and I'll be fine. But I just really want to get you on here because I really wanted to share your story. Yeah. You're an amazing person. Thank you. So are you. Like I said, you're my favorite person that I never hang out with, and we need to change that soon. <laughs> you're my favorite person I never hang out with. I don't know if that's an insult or like a compliment. It's a, it's a backhanded compliment, as one yeah. would say. It's like a bitch slap. Like, you're my favorite person I never hang out with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. You're, my you're my favorite person I hang out with, but we never hang out. Yeah. Um, so thank you. For we'll being you on key dogs, I'll be over. Thank you. With, with my, with my, I was gonna say with my dog, but I meant with my son, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog, son, same thing. I'm just yeah. Kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. But thank you, thank you for being episode forty-five of the Slob in the Pod. I'm um, excited. I can't wait to have you on again. I really hope I can have you on again. Yeah. I hope we've made you comfortable. Yeah. Next time I bring my kid though, and he'll play with the pugs, and then he'll come in here, he'll call me out, and be like, you know, what my mom did. She I can't it. wait. Yeah. We should have had that. He'll but probably yes. say something that I've done naked or something like. <laughs> She was in the bathroom and she was dancing and I walked in on her. Yeah, it'll say it'll be something weird like that. Uh, I can't wait. Definitely yeah. next time. Um, thank you, Amber Garnica, for thank being on the you. episode. And uh, I guess thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, if you're still listening, if you're still like listening, two hours later. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, we're done. We're yeah, done. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh shit, that was long.